Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to an all new Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch any of other Five Lights shows throughout the week. You have it to miss them. You can go back and listen and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can find us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch our podcast, Second City Sports? You can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes. Ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor on all podcast platforms to catch the audio version of this fine program. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. One more again, as the kids would say, you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions on any of our topics that we're going to cover in this two-hour extravaganza we call a Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But we decided to troll and or do something stupid, or as young folks would say, at ignorant, Lakina, give them the beer lane beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> and speaking of a new way you can catch Second City Sports and all the sports on Chicago programming, we did not forget. You can catch us now on Roku TV. Yes, catch us on Roku TV. There you go, Lakina. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. You have a Roku TV. All you have to do is go into the sports section, type in Sports Zone Chicago. Voila, it's right there. You can watch us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days in a year, and 52 weeks out of the year. You can watch us live and or on demand whenever you feel like so. One more game, as you young folks would say, catch Sports Zone Chicago now available on Roku TV. If you don't have Roku TV, make sure you download the app and do the same thing. Go into the sports section, type in Sports Zone Chicago. Oh, voila, we're right there. Lakina, let's kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing Chicago baseball. We'll start off with the South Side. Lakina, 
Hashtag Southside Hitman. There are three games below 500 after the Detroit Tigers still won on the Southside last night by the score of 2-1. to one. Dylan Siege pitched to Jim, striking out eight through six innings. The lack of hitting cost the White Sox once again. They tried to come back in the ninth inning, but it failed thanks to your boy Eloy Jimenez. Lakina not in the field, but at the plate. Grinded out to the shortstop, and that was that. Early in the week, they lost two or three to the Minnesota Twins. Eloy Jimenez, as I mentioned just a second ago, made his uh, season return from injury from, from late April, felt it out a two-run shot, and which helped the White Sox propel to their only win of the season over the Minnesota Twins, 9-8 to on Thursday, thanks to hashtag Leary Legend, a.k.a. Leary Garcia, with his second game winning hit, hit within a week. Lakina, I want to go back to Monday's game, which I was at, and our buddy Christine, we caught up as well, Christine Manica from KXRB. You should see her every other week, uh, giving her sports commentary, thoughts on entertainment and more. And I saw that play in the seventh inning when the Sox were coming back. They actually tied the game at two. This was Monday's game, July the 4th. Uh-huh. But when Johan Makata, I believe he was at the plate, and then mm-hmm. they grounded out. You figure, well, it's a routine double play, and Adam Engel will end up at third. Not so. Lakina, what did we talk about all season? The lack of situation, situation, um, what's the word? Hitting, yeah. yeah, not just hitting. any, but situa- uh, lack of uh, situation attention. Okay. I'm sure I just made up that term, but paying attention to detail, Adam Engel did not tag up to go to third. He's just still right there, like you had lost at a stop sign. And you got caught with your pants down. Lakina, from the base running to the errors and to Tim Anderson striking out, uh, uh, striking out on a Jartha strike and, and not running down the first baseline at the end of that game on Monday, which he, he represented the tying run. Lakina, I, I had it with this. Uh, I, I had it with uh, this buffoonery of White Sox baseball. <laughs> well, the whole, Any bad the thing can... that, that, that you expect to happen is going to happen. Well, it, yeah, it's, uh, enough that... is enough. All it was was a circus music, right? With some of that stuff. Yeah. They had that triple play on Tuesday where Abreu hasn't had a, a good week, the poor guy. I mean, he overran that, you know, up, up, you know, up the base and then it cost a triple play. Mm-hmm. He struck out a high strike. He did it again, you know, kind of overran. And then you know, he was tagged out in the, in the eighth and then in the ninth when Gregory Soto was just, you know, pitching batting practice, basically. Yeah. At the, at the initially, he you know Abreu swung at a very like you know this is how this is how far the ball was over here where my uh, my right arm is you know for a third <laughs> strike and he swung and missed. I'm talking about Abreu, so it's it's sort of like the sadly this has been sort of like the season you know the story of the season for the White Sox. I mean you had you know weird you know comedy of errors as they say. You had you know base running, hitting, you know swinging and such, you know fielding, and yeah, I mean look that was a great win by. You know, with thanks to Larry, who won, you know, Garcia, who, who, you know, of course, avoided the sweep. That's all it was. They avoided the mm-hmm. sweep against the Twins. And now you have a, a Tiger Seas that actually been playing pretty well lately. So mm-hmm. in that front, I mean, Seas did, you know, Seas, you know, Seas did what Dylan Seas usually does. But you know, look, you're you're you have you're you're facing a very a hot Tiger team that's coming off a, a sweep with the Guardians. We'll get to them in a second, but. There's, there's no excuse for some of this stuff that the White Sox have done. I and mean, then, you know, people are starting to wonder, are, and I've been listening to some of the various uh, out, outlets, you know, we, you know, of course, on this, you know, the score and also to ESPN 1000, some of them, not all, but some of them have said, and I heard Lawrence, Lawrence Holmes talk about this with our buddy Mark Grody, who's sitting in for uh, Dan Bursey the last couple of days. He's been asking, should 
the Sox be sellers. We got the trade deadline coming up in about a little over a month. Mm-hmm. You you wonder, like, should it be at a point where are the Sox sellers? I mean, they're going through the standings uh, real quick. I mean, they're three games below 500. It seems like they're, like, allergic to being over 500 at this point <laughs> of the season. They're six games out, you know, with the Twins. And they haven't been as, um, more than six games out, so that, that's good news right there. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they're four and a half out of that wild, that last wild card spot. Yeah, and you're gonna deal with about three teams from the AL East and probably a couple of teams. You know, the Guardians and probably helps to the Mariners as well. We'll get to them in a second. Today. They've won five in a row. Yay, my Mariners! But uh, yeah, I mean this whole thing. Uh, you know, Tim Anderson. Okay, the pitching's been really solid, but you feel like there's nothing. Nothing's been cohesive with this team this season, and unfortunately, this is why the Sox have been inconsistent and such. So. I, I, I don't want to give up on them, but you can't. There's no, there's no excuse. We're coming into we're in the first week of July now, folks. You can't. We can't use the oh, it's early excuse anymore. You're about halfway through the season, and you have the OT, your your two OTs, your division. Yeah, they're up and down, but they're just a little bit better than you are. So I think you're starting to show that. Okay, what what's going on here? You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live and live in color right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we talk White Sox and MLB. We'll get to the Cubs in just a second. Our guy Vernon Fairley, money earning Mount Vernon, checks in from Facebook. He says, Tony La Russa mentally tagged out of baseball. He's really becoming the White Sox version of Lou Pinella with the Cubs. Well, let's really give him a compliment there, uh, using air quotes here. And then he comes back with his second comment. Then it might as well be said as more like liquidation. Uh, we'll see what happens in a cur- couple of weeks, uh, Vernon. Uh, and, and that was my next point I'm going to bring up right now. There's a whole bunch of veterans that you – the White Sox are not going to blow this thing up, thing up if they continue to middle around 500 uh, at the August 2nd trade deadline. Uh, there's a bunch of veterans that you can get some value for. Jose Abreu, I love him personally, but he deserves a ring. He doesn't deserve to go through this nonsense. He had a taste of it last year uh, as far as winning the division and making the playoffs. I uh, know he was AL MVP um, two years ago, and even though they lost that wild card series at Oakland, uh, he, he deserves the ring. A.J. Powell, you could get something for. Johnny Cueto, who's been pitching as you-know-what-off. I was there on Monday. I know he gave up that home run to Byron Buxton, but the White Sox uh, ineptitude of paying attention to details will cost in that game, not Johnny Cueto. So, Johnny Quayle, you can get something for. That's a couple of veterans that you can get something for. So, if this continues and then they're not uh, uh, over 500 by the time the end of July hits, yeah, there's about three or four veterans that you can see them uh, Rick Hahn train off. Yeah, and if you're Rick Hahn, you're, you're just, you know, you don't you don't know what to say. You kind of like, had to put your hands over the face like this. I mean, yeah. Rams is, we're in the scoring position. They're, like, one of the worst in the league. So, you, you wonder, like, yeah, you want to blame a little bit of, of Larusa, but you gotta think that the players they gotta they got they gotta mm-hmm. produce on the field, and that's and that's been the problem here for the Sox. I mean, they they haven't been producing, and I, I feel like this is sort of one of those things where you're, you know, our buddy Sean Davis, who uh, is host you know, host a podcast for the Irish, we gotta get him back on at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, he says that look, is the window starting to close for this team? And he always been a firm believer that this team's window was never open, you know, even with you know Tony Larusa. So. You wonder, like, the way this team constructed and the fact that, yes, you brought out – look, Josh Harrison was uh, pitching during that, you know, weird debacle on Tuesday, so that should tell you something. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where you just – like I, I don't know. I mean, I want to move on because I know that the Cubs have actually been pretty good. It's actually to some of the other good things that are happening in baseball. But I don't know. I, I feel like – like I said, I don't want to give up on the Sox team, but mm-hmm. – 
some of the stuff, I mean, it's been lingering because this stuff started to show after the All-Star break last year. So we saw what happened in that in that um that that wild card matchup against the Astros, and that that really showed. And now, but the thing is, it's starting to linger, and that's the problem. And you know, just a couple of the things to wrap up on the on the White Sox. They've been a 500 team, including their playoff series against the Astros last year. So around this time last year, after the All Star break, the White Sox have been hovering around 500. And this is what happens when you have a station to station team. Uh, you have hot streaks, you have cold streaks, but. This team is poorly constructed. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline, definitely at the end of the season. Yasemani Grandal, their star catcher, should be back after the All-Star break. We mentioned Eloy it, it, Jimenez is back, and Liam Hendricks came back early uh, this week. and he, he looked good at the only game that I saw him pitch in on Monday against the Minnesota Twins. Our guy Vernon checks in again from Facebook, says, fan will, will say next. They still have 60 games left. Shaking my head. Well, a lot of Sox fans feel they were burning. So, uh, like we said, we'll see what happens. Their season, in my opinion, opinion, is on the line right now because after Detroit, you go to Cleveland and then you go to Minnesota. And two weeks from now, around this time, will be the All Star break. So, we'll see where this White Sox team is at this at that point. Lakeen, let's go over to the Cubs. They won their series at Milwaukee earlier this week. They took it on the chin last night at Los Angeles, losing to the Dodgers by the score of five to three. Mookie Betts had two home runs last night. My guy, Justin Turner, uh, minus the long hair, he had another dinger last night. Lakina, given the circumstances with the Cubs, they actually, as you mentioned, they've been playing better uh, these last few weeks uh, until last night. Uh, they won their last four series. Uh, they looked good against a, a, a good Milwaukee Brewers team. You know, they're not the same as they were a year ago, but they beat a, a, another winning team in a series. Cal Hendricks has looked good in his last three starts. I'm not going to sit here and say the Cubs are back into flirting with a playoff spot, but we're starting to see some signs that may, maybe some of the guys are, that have some value will get traded at the trade deadline. But as of right now, uh, this team is fighting and competing hard after that ugly uh, double-digit losing streak. Yeah, and also you want to say uh, Tony Gonsolin, you know, goes to eleven and zero. So for the Dodgers, so he's been playing, mm -hmm. he's been pitching lights out too for the Dodgers this year. Now, as far as the Cubs, look, if he had been, if he had told me that PJ Higgins was going to hit a uh, go ahead RBI off of Josh Hader, I would have said, I, look, I said it on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I look, I would have said, hey, you know, you know, pay, you know buy uh, the Powerball ticket because it was on, you know, it was Wednesday. But yeah, I mean, look, look, to me, the Cubs, you know, they showed a little bit of fight last night too. If you guys stayed up to watch that game. And, and look, I mean, I, I feel like, look, you're showing that fight. I mean, the fact that they, they took two out of three against the Red Sox, they took two out of three against the Brewers. And look, the fact that they've been, you know, they, they won in different ways. You know, they're pitching, they're hitting, you know, some of the young guys are contributing and such. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, thankfully, Kyle Hendricks, you know, his, his MRI came out clean, so he'll probably only miss one start in that. So that's good news. Yeah, he's and, uh, on the 15-day IL. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that that's good news. So he, hopefully you can be able to train him before the deadline, before he gets off that. If you do decide to trade, look, I, look, I don't know. I don't think the Cubs, I don't think Cubs fans know what um, what uh, Jed Horror's mindset is at, at this point. I mean, do you try to you know, trade Contreras, trade Hendricks, maybe even Ian Happ? I mean, I hope I don't want him to leave, but, you know, is this something mm -hmm. like, is this a guy that you want to try to build these pieces off of? And look, the pieces are there, and they've actually played some pretty decent baseball the Cubs have. So, I mean, look, we're not saying – I think this is what, what the fourth series that they've won. So, they'll, it'll be a call yeah. order against the Dodgers. Because that's just the Dodgers have been playing very well. We'll get to them in a second. But you got to be 
I know a lot of Coast fans are ambivalent, but they gotta be feel, you gotta be feeling pretty good if you're a Coast fan right now. You gotta see there are like little signs, little pieces here and there. Yeah, also too, their rookie outfielder from earlier this season. Uh, I know he's been battling injuries, but Seiya Suzuki is Seiya. back. Seiya! Seiya. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, he's back, and uh, he's, he had that inside the park home run the other day, which ended mm -hmm. up in a loss. It wasn't Seiya's fault, but you could tell that he's healthy again. He's back. Christopher Morrell, who's up for in a rookie of the year, uh, he still continued to do his thing. Patrick Wisdom had another home run the other day. And also, too, Rafael Ortega. Is yes. he long for this Cubs team uh, 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 leading off of, of, for the Northsiders? So you still have some pieces there, but well, as you mentioned, will all of them be there uh, come trade deadline time? Yeah, and I think that's going to be. I mean, are are these are pieces that, that I think that's that's the question that Jorge's got to ask. I mean, some of those guys are young, so especially if you want to buy into the give Cubs fans hope that within the next year or two that you are going to compete. I think you probably want to try and keep some of these pieces. I mean, yeah, Contreras will probably be gone and Hendricks too. Hopefully, you know, he gets off the IL and, you know, mm -hmm. without a hitch before at the, before the trade deadline. But yeah, I think, look, you, I don't know. Look, nobody knows what Ted's mind is. So we don't know what he's <laughs> going to do. We don't know how he does things. We know he worked under the, the OFC for years. They know each other for years. Yeah, I know he has a, a, a totally different style. So we'll see what little, uh, little tricks he has up his sleeve too as we get closer and closer to the end of the month. So, We'll see what happens. Now, Sid, what about the rest of baseball? A lot of interesting things happened while we were out. Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays lose two out of three in Oakland. Yeah. As we, we talked, Ooh. yeah, we talked about yeah. <laughs> yeah, about the five five people that were there in Oakland. <laughs> well, Toronto losing two or three in uh in Oakland earlier this week. The Tampa Bay uh Rays, they take care of Boston. Uh, earlier this uh, this week mm -hmm. at Fenway, of course, uh, the Yankees and Red Sox get it on this weekend. They actually started their four-game series last night. Uh, Rafael Devers put the Red Sox on his back. The Yankees beat the Red Sox last night 6-5. Mm -hmm. to five. But Rafael Devers, uh, he's one of the last men uh, to vote for the All-Star game. As I said I said this last year, Lakina, you can back me up on this. I said this last year, and I'll say it again. If Johan Makata, who's currently hurt for the White Sox again, but if Johan Makata was healthy, look at Rafael Devers' numbers offensively. That's where Johan Makata should be. I'll leave it at that. But uh, the Red Sox are struggling again this week. Hopefully they can turn around this series against the Yankees this weekend. As I mentioned, Toronto losing to, uh, to Oakland on the road. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, even though they're having a bad season, uh, they competed hard against the Houston Astros. I think the Astros took three out of four in that series. Yeah, four, yeah. Kansas City uh, could have came out of there with a split. Actually flirted with a no-hitter uh, no mm -hmm. on Monday on the yes, uh, 4th of July. But, yeah. but they came came out short in that. So those are uh, uh, quick things that stuck out to me for a long, from our well, long week off. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, I know we got a lot to catch up on, so we're trying try to keep it a little bit of Cliff Notes version. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the Guardians losing, uh, like I said, they got swept, you know, four games sweep by the with the Tigers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what? Shane what? Bieber <laughs> got beat on Wednesday. Yes, he did. He got, like, his definitely his worst uh, outing of the season mm -hmm. so far. It's just, like, if you're, yeah, you're if you're a Guardians fan, you're not very happy about that. Matt Scherzer got his first win coming off. Uh, the IL uh, with 10 strikeouts and no walks, you know, passing Curry for the second most in MLB history. Only Randy Johnson has more of those types of games. With you know, that's a 28 career game with that. So mm -hmm. big, you know, nice sort of you know, heaven skipped a beat there. And hello, hello, uh, Seattle, bring out the Mariners. They've won five <laughs> trades, including uh, you know, sweeping the uh, winning two out of three against the A's and uh, 
you know, winning a, a mini two gamer against the Padres, and of course, winning that first game against the Blue Jays eight to three yesterday. So, you know, it looks like they're starting to kind of creep up a little bit in that wild card spot slot as well. So their young guys are playing pretty well too. So, and uh, there was a, a scary collision that happened uh, yesterday in that, um, in that Padres game. Let me look it up real quick. If I don't know if you saw it, Sid, but uh, that, that giants, um, Padres game that uh I think it was, it was Jackson Profar they had to be carted out the field. Yeah, yeah, he got like yeah. there was a collision between him and uh and if you saw the video, it's a little bit scary because well Profar collapsed because he, you know, the CJ Abrams, he ain't CJ Abrams, you know, kind of collided mm-hmm. trying to get a, a, a fly ball and he you know got up, but he collapsed. And that was a scary video. Thankfully, it looks like he's gonna be okay. they mm-hmm. they kept him overnight, his vitals are good, so that's good news there. But uh very scary moment there, too, in that game. Of course, like I said, the Padres ended up winning that in 10. Um, let's see what else. Kyle Schwarber, 28 home runs so far this year. So far this year in 80 games. So that's – look, I, I think he's one of the reasons why, especially with, with Bryce Harper still being out, mm-hmm. he's one of the reasons why the Phillies are still are kind of like right there in the wild card spot in the NL. So, you know, big – look, having a DH, universal DH now – Open up a yeah. whole new world for Mr. Schwartz. A whole new oh. world. <laughs> yeah. careful, careful, so we can't we can't pay for, <laughs> for that. I didn't sing the whole song yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. That's the thing. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's definitely been keeping the Phillies afloat. So that's that's good news. Also, too, uh, Sandy Alcantara had another uh, solid outing for the Marlins. So here come those Marlins. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy that could probably definitely be a, a trade piece if you're mm-hmm. a Marlins fan. The only thing is that you know his arms, you know he he you know eats up a lot of innings literally, so that might be an issue there. Also, Shohei Otani, he became the first player, you know, since RBI became an official stat. He has now ten strikeouts as a pitcher, two RBIs as a batter, and stolen base in one game a couple of days ago. So just create. It also like the Yankees become the first team to reach the sixty game uh, sixty game win mark. And also, too, the Atlanta Braves take two out of three at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. And speaking of those Yankees, they split their two-game series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, so a lot of whew, that's a lot of things that happened this week in baseball. Set. We did we it. This, yeah, I was like, good thing they do. We do the show uh, twice a week now, so because <laughs> we miss out a lot when it's a long holiday uh, weekend, if you will. Now, going into the schedule for tonight, you got Tampa and Cincinnati. Yes, that'll be on ESPN Plus. That game will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, Angels and Baltimore. That's another uh, series. Miami in the Mets, six ten. Uh, New York and Boston, of course, like you said, Sid. Uh, Washington and Atlanta, Minnesota, Texas, Cleveland and Kansas City. We talked about that that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit and Chicago. Of course, they continue their four game series. Hopefully, this, the the White Sox can you know get back on track. And uh, the first game of the, of the Apple TV Plus doubleheader, you got Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. So for those who live in those areas, can't watch the game on your local various uh, Bally Sports Networks tonight. So sorry about that. Philadelphia mm-hmm. and St. Louis, that should be a fun one. Uh, Colorado and Arizona, they continue their series. Houston and Oakland, San Francisco and San Diego, they continue that series. Uh, so does the Cubs and the Dodgers. And the second game of the Apple TV Plus doubleheader, you got Toronto and Seattle. So sorry, folks in Toronto and Seattle. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how that works in Toronto. I don't know if you guys in Toronto will be able to watch that game on Apple TV Plus. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> yeah, just a little special note there for all you Blue Jays and Mariners fans. That should be a fun. That's a fun yeah. series too. That they can their their weekend series. 
and your Fox Saturday game of the week for tomorrow. Or if you're listening to us on the replay on, on our podcast uh, version today, it'll be the, the Yankees and the Red Sox at 615. Or for you West Coasters, you'll get San Francisco at San Diego at 615 uh, Central Standard Time. That's 415 out there on the West Coast. So those are your Fox uh, Saturday baseball game of the week. As we say in the broadcast business, check your local listings for game and time in your area. On the Peacock Game of the Week for Sunday morning, we'll have the Anaheim Angels at the Baltimore Orioles. And then, of course, Sunday Night Baseball, Red Sox and Yankees. Big, big surprise. The Red Sox and Yankees are is Right. <laughs> and that game will last five hours. It'll go nine innings. <laughs> right, probably. And also, too, yeah, that, the Angels and Orioles. I mean, look at the Orioles. The Orioles yeah. have been playing pretty well lately. So, uh, yeah. Uh, these yeah, are now not, like, currently four games under 500. Yeah, so, you know. And they got one more win better than the White Sox. Who would have thunk it? I'm going to go figure. <laughs> right. <laughs> go figure. But that should but be a fun one, too. Early in the year, uh, they were better than what people thought. They're not a playoff team, but they're better than what people give them credit for. And we saw this up close of you, a White Sox fan, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Losing three out of four in that series. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, they, those guys, you might see some of those names moved you know, for the Orioles in the trade deadline. So, uh, yeah, that's your uh, baseball schedule for this weekend. Uh, you know, First, you know, first half of our show comes to the well, not first half, but the first half hour has in the books. We got some, you know, big things happening in the world of the NFL. A big trade took place, and also to uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Jay Jay Culler said some interesting things about Justin Fields, and he wants to, in a lot of ways, kind of help mentor him. We'll have that and more NFL news coming up next. Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee, Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you after this break. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. A panel appointed by Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot recommended the city explore enclosing Soldier Field with a dome, part of an effort to convince the Bears to remain in their lakefront home rather than leave for the suburbs. The team signed a purchase agreement last year for a 326-acre site in suburban Arlington Heights, about 30 miles northwest of Soldier Field. At the NHL draft Thursday, the Blackhawks started the day with no picks in the first round. After a series of trades, they selected Kevin Korczynski 7th overall, Frank Nazar 13th, and Sam Brinzel 25th overall. Prior to the draft, the Hawks traded all-star winger Alex Dabrinkit to Ottawa for the number 7 and 39 picks this year, as well as a third rounder in 2024. Then they traded Kirby Doc to Montreal for the 13th and 66th picks. Chicago acquired the 25th overall pick from the Maple Leafs, along with goalie Peter Morazic, in exchange for a second round selection. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. The Tigers beat the White Sox 2-1 in Chicago on Thursday. Tigers rookie Bo Brisky threw two-hit ball into the seventh, outpitching Dylan Cease. The Tigers won their fifth straight, taking the opener of a four-game set against the reigning American League Central champs. Detroit led it 2-0, heading into the bottom of the ninth. Tim Anderson singled with one out. A.J. Pollock walked in. Luis Robert cut it to 2-1 with a double down the line. But Gregory Soto struck out Jose Abreu and Eloy Jimenez to earn his 17th save this season. Cease drops to 7-4. He gave up one run on three hits with eight strikeouts. The Dodgers beat the Cubs 5-3 at Dodger Stadium. L.A. led it 3-0 after the second. Tony Gonsolin pitched seven solid innings for his 11th win. He's the first Dodgers pitcher to start a season 11-0 since Alex Wood did it back in 2017. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. 
So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton for the stay. Yeah, got to get used to those rejoins. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, <laughs> got mixed up. Got mixed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we do here on Second City Sports. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color on the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's Girl McGee on the IG. Easy for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got 90 minutes left of this extravagance we call a Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And don't forget, you can watch us live on Roku TV. Where you can watch us live on demand, or if you happen to miss it while you're at work, or you happen to do errands like the rest of us have to, you can catch us later. On demand. So you have a Roku TV, just go to the sports section and type in Sports on Chicago. You're right there. Justin Fields is running to that Roku TV. So should you get up, Chicago. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. Lakina, speaking of the Bears, you had some news on, on the front for the Monsters on the Midway. Uh, training camp will be starting, I believe, in three weeks. Uh-huh. And a uh, former quarterback has some interesting things to say, as this person, I think, is trying to get back into media. Uh, uh-huh. What do you have? Uh, what's the latest news on that? Yeah, we got a lot of stuff with the Bears, and also too with the with the uh, a potential dome. You know, the, the mayor, our mayor, uh, Larry Lightfoot, you're know, talking about putting the dome oh, over it, perhaps in the last days. Yeah, in the last days ever to try to save the Bears. But again, we'll we'll save that in a second. But uh, mm-hmm. Jay Cutler has been making the rounds. You know, some places. Uh, he's here in town. You know, did some for charity events. I know he uh, guest co-hosted uh, Waddle and Sylvie last week. But like you said, I think that I think he's just trying to get himself back into the TV game. And he basically said that he'd be willing to mentor Justin Fields and that he hopes that, you know, that Fields doesn't deal with the same sort of pressures and issues he dealt with when he was a quarterback here. And he even said he he actually I think I saw somewhere he even offered to mentor him. So what I don't know, what do you think about his uh his comments, Sid? You will hope that the Bears organization will allow him to do that, or if they don't, uh, they could uh, Jake can still find some way to mentor him some way through his through uh, Fields' agency group or uh, what have you. It wouldn't be a bad idea because we know that uh, being a quarterback in the National Football League isn't easy, and being a, a franchise quarterback uh, in, in a top tier market like Chicago, especially for mm-hmm. this charter franchise, is never yes. easy either. So no. Jay Culler, I believe. Have a has a lot to offer. He's been through been through the wars, no pun intended. He's been through the battles where this team we thought that was at a Super Bowl or playoff level, it uh, and it didn't work out. So he 
he took all upon his shoulders. So Justin Fields, he's a likable character. We want him to succeed as Bears fans, as sports Chicago sports fans in general. So I think Jay Cutler has a lot to offer him. He's not that yeah. removed from the game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is sort of like trying to get his way back into doing like television, like he said. <laughs> I think the problem is that he's kind of, on his podcast, he kind of showed like he tried to become like the more like the political, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Some networks might not want to deal with that. So, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure his I'm sure he's genuine in his comments. I mean, but again, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see if the Bears will let Jay kind of sort of be sort of like that big brother, you know, to Justin. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. Though. I mean, it's interesting that he he actually said that. But who knows? I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Some people say, oh, he's just trying to get back to media and such. But like you said, like we've been saying, I mean, you know, with his pod, if you look through his podcast, you know, he's kind of, his comments might not, not go over well with some folks. And so, like I said, some media companies might not want to deal with that. So, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I, I don't think it would be a bad idea. It wouldn't be a bad idea. But as we said, Lakina, we'll get more into it as training camp starts uh, in a few weeks. Uh, that the, the Bears are going through right now through a rebuilding process. I know some people had them at seven, eight wins. Uh, I don't see how I don't see how that's going to go down, but uh, <laughs> but they need all the help they can get. It uh, Jay Culler can provide any any service to Mister to uh, to Mister um, Fields. I'm all for it. Yeah, it was. It wouldn't hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll ask Marshall Harris, our buddy from CBS2 Chicago. He'll join us in a few minutes. So we'll, we'll see what he, he says, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about this as well. Now, another Bears news that has been kind of gone down the pipe in the last couple of days. Uh, Chicago's mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has has kind of re- – this this sort of came out like earlier this week while we were off. Mm-hmm. And apparently on a last-ditch effort, I guess, um, you know, offering that maybe the maybe Soldier Field should put a dome over it. <laughs> maybe perhaps lure the bears to stay and apparently let me get these this these this comments i guess uh the bear said no we're gonna uh, explore uh some stuff in uh all uh, you know arlington heights all the land out there although although in that case nothing's been official yet so again mm-hmm. this sort of push pull back and forth and whatnot they're looking at new stadium development in arlington uh, at arlington park and they're not pursuing alternatives stadium deals or sites including renovations to soldier field now again, you can take that, take those things because nothing, like I said, nothing's been official yet. They're talking about they maybe not be official after till the end of the year. So, what do you think about this, Sid? It's just another another poker move, in my opinion, Lakina. How many times have we heard this through other pundits and other politicians, aldermen throughout the years? Chicago politics, don't you love it? <laughs> it's a football game within itself. Uh, let's mm. put a dome over it, okay? But it still doesn't solve your attendance problem. That's still, I believe, Soldier Field is Soldier Field holds, I believe, fifty thousand people, if I'm not mistaken. About fifty thousand, yep. Yeah, you could check up on that, but that's still check, the small, yeah. the smallest uh crowd capacity in the National Football League. Okay, you put a dome over it. That's not going to do anything. Let's just say if they did, that's go. You know how politics works in the city. We're not going to try to turn it into a political show, but you know how politics works in the city. The park district with the mayor's office and those some some of them crazy aldermen. It'll take about five years to get that dome up, and who says they're gonna build it right? 
6115 is the capacity for a soldier and but even still, that's still the small among the smallest mm-hmm. in the league in the NFL. So, and also too, like who's to say who's going to fit the bill? Probably us, the taxpayers. Probably yes. Who's gonna you know that's going to happen. Yep. And mm-hmm. you know, unless you get a sponsor, you do like a sponsorship thing where you probably get a company, a national, a worldwide company, kind of fits some of the bill, and then maybe, uh, maybe the uh, the bill won't be that much for us taxpayers. But yeah, I think well, this is sort of like a like a chess move, like like you said, Seth. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? We're not gonna. Th- we're not even thinking about doing other uh, renovations or any other alternatives. We're we're, we're concentrating on Arlington Park, and even though mm-hmm. nothing's been official there yet, so who knows? But yeah, I mean, look, this all this you know poker and such, and then you know it, it's already like starting to kind of creep up a little bit. And and remember, she's also up for re-election. I'm talking about Mayor Lightfoot is so mm-hmm. that this might not look good there are, there are other issues that she has going on but yeah this might this i know this is going to be the thing that you know kills her re-election chances but this won't help you know the fact that you were the mayor that lost the, the bears for chicago so yeah i don't know you have to wear that for life <laughs> you do and uh yeah we'll see i mean look this, this whole thing is just really like we'll, we'll ask marshall about this too but uh it, it, it's sort of it's sort of i don't want to say it's funny but it's kind of crazy to me that you know, this is still a thing, and you know, you're doing we're doing like the back and forth and such. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just, ooh, like ah, it's crazy. <laughs> it, yeah, and we talked about this before, Lakeen, when the news broke about just about a year ago around this time about uh, the Bears purchasing purchasing their land out there in Arlington Heights that for the where it used to be the old racetrack. You get to build an eighty and ninety thousand seat stadium, perhaps a hundred thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand seat stadium, sort of like SoFi Stadium. Uh, in yeah. Los Angeles, that's the uh, home of the Rams and Chargers, and home, soon home to the 2028 Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. You can you can get a, a SoFi stadium type stadium out there with more land. You can control your own parking. You can build some restaurants over there for the fans to stay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you and there'll be other concerts and other business conferences and events there at that stadium uh, in Arlington Heights. So as far as game day is concerned for the Bears, you control that. You get more people in there. And of course, you'll have that dome, so you so you won't have any weather delays or things of that nature. So, um, more seats means more money. If you're the Bears, uh, you would love to stay in Chicago, but Arlington Heights, if you could control what you do, you don't have to go through the Chicago Park District. Business wise, this makes sense. Well, yeah, and also too, I mean, if you are going to put a dome over Soldier Field, what kind of dome are we going to get? Like your know, retractable one or? You like know, in Atlanta, see, yeah. Or is it going to be like one that that they've had? I think, um, I think I don't know who it was, but somebody said that like a new stadium that there has a dome that they they're not having problems with it because their stuff leaks. They've had like you know stuff, you know, water leaking and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and then look, I, I get it. Look, you want to be able to host Final Fours and to have concerts and uh, bowl games and such. So. Mm-hmm. And you know, and perhaps even a Super Bowl as well. So yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the revenue is there for the city. I mean, but again, I think we'll we'll see how this poker. I think this is still the this is the long game, if you will. So mm-hmm. I, I think we're still playing that at the moment. So yeah, like I said, th- these are the Bears. So who's to say that they won't fumble on the in the uh, on the goal line with this one with <laughs> Heights? Because you never know. Because they they got to go through some other uh, uh, red tape as well. So yes, again, this is this this, this is the beginning. We have not heard the last of this, folks. Yeah, we haven't heard the last of it yet. This is just only the beginning. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Let's keep it on the topic of the NFL. Baker Mayfield has a new home, Lakina, and it's in Carolina with the Panthers. Yeah, it is. And, uh, 
yeah, this this news came uh, across the uh, the pike on uh, Wednesday, I believe, and uh, I, I think what they're doing is, I, I guess they're gonna, I guess the the yeah, they take they take the uh, seven million dollar pay cut apparently too. They're asking him also mm-hmm. for a conditional 20, 2024 uh, pick. So they're exchanging money. They'll they'll pay about they'll pay about four point nine million of Mayfield's remaining salary. You know, while the Browns will pay like ten and a half million of that salary as well. So sort of split the difference. You know, pending of physical and such. You know, they they made official a fourth round a fourth rounder a fourth or fifth round. I guess that's depending on how his his playing time is in Carolina. The Browns will get, and uh, if it goes to a fourth round, they'll have to play. Mayfield will have to play seventy uh, percent of his snaps. So yeah, it, it's sort of like it's a, kind of like a long sort of like little cliff notes of sort of like little like little notes here on you know what's you know what's part of the deal. So uh, what do you think about this trade, Sid? Well, ba- I thought Baker Mayfield should have gone to Seattle, but I guess Pete Carroll believes in Geno Smith for what reason I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, th- I think this would be a good fit for Baker Mayfield. Uh, he can. I'm not going to say resurrect his career, but uh, he could play for that new contract that he wants. And uh, you think he'll beat out Sam Darnold, correct? We know Sam Darnold got out to a mm-hmm. decent start last year. He got hurt. He played bad, then he got hurt. And they had to bring in Cam Noon, in which that didn't work out uh, as well. So you would think that Baker Mayfield will play well, but the only offensive start that I could think of on that roster right now is Chuba Hubbard, their backup mm-hmm. running back to Christian McCaffrey. Though, though that diamond duo, if they if both of them can stay healthy. In particular, McCaffrey suffered through injuries last year. Uh, that's going to be a good running core for Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. That's going to help Baker out a lot. We saw what uh, with uh, Nick Chubb did and Kareem Hunt did for Baker Mayfield, especially mm-hmm. two years ago when Cleveland made the playoffs. He had a solid running game behind him. My question is, who, who's Baker going to throw the ball to? <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> I don't think, yeah, well, I'll say yeah because I think the, the core with the core with the Browns is better than the core he's dealing with here with mm-hmm. Carolina. I mean, you know, going through their uh, their wide receiving core now again, this is sort of you know we'll see what what Matt Rule deal you know, does. I mean, I know there's some you know some people in Carolina say he should be on the hot seats and he might be, but uh, who did these names? I mean. DJ Moore, I mean, they're all young, solid young player. Uh, Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson, another solid young player. Terry's Marshall Jr., that's another solid young player. So he has a young core. It just have not been proven as such. They haven't had a quarterback consistently. So that's probably why, you know, you wonder, like, you know, can Baker Mayfield get the best out of those guys? Now, it'll be interesting, though, you know, in week one, Browns and Panthers play each other on, on September 11th. So that's week one of the season. So it's going to be very interesting, especially if Mayfield gets to start. Yeah, which he should bar an injury, of course. Yeah, at okay, at home. So you don't think mm-hmm. he's gonna want to play like lights out, especially after you know them signing, you know the Browns signed Deshaun Watson and such, you know paying him all that money. We'll, we'll we'll leave the legal stuff alone because that's still a lot, a lot of stuff to be sorted out, and that's not that's not what we do here. But uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see what what happens because I think especially when we get to training camp and he looks good. I'm talking about Mayfield. He was mm-hmm. probably banged up last year. He only played about thirty percent of the snaps. So again, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think that this is still. This is an interesting trade, I think. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. Plus, Carolina is still in the – it's going to be tough, but they'll be in the mix for a wild-card spot. Uh, in that division alone, you still had uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady coming back uh, uh, for the Buccaneers. You still have Atlanta. They're rebuilding. The Saints, uh, they still have a good defense, but offensively with the new head coach, Dennis Allen, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's still going to be – that's going to be challenging. So, uh, Carolina – 
I know you guys want to play uh, want a playoff spot and rightfully so, but it's still going to be tough just within that division in the NFC South alone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's going to be tough because that's a pretty tough division. So, uh, they, they, yeah, they could be right there for the wild card spot, depending on what the other divisions and NFC mm-hmm. does. I mean, like they said, they showed a little bit of promise last year. I mean, they were actually in a lot of their games, especially those last few games of the season, but they just didn't have the talent to pull it off. So, we'll see if, you know, Mayfield kind of takes them like right, they could be like right there, like in the discussion for a wild card spot. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a nice trade. I mean, you know, the Browns get rid of Mayfield, who clearly was not happy. Mayfield gets a fresh start. Probably not the team mm-hmm. that he thought he was going to get into, but you know, again, Carolina's got some young players. They just, they just, like I said, they just need a quarterback to throw, throw it to them. Yep, we'll see what happens with Carolina. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sidley Keenan here with you. Uh, we still have a few minutes left before we close out our number one and stick it with the NFL. The NFL has its first black team, black female team president. For the Las Vegas Raiders, her name is Miss Sandra Douglas Morgan. She was part of the Nevada uh, uh, Control Gaming Control Board. She also worked with the Allegiant Company, which is the stadium is, uh, is sponsoring, uh, is named after. And mm-hmm. she was part of the COVID, uh, Nevada State COVID-19 Task Force, Lakina. Uh, uh, this is a historic hire. Uh, if you look at it from a historical perspective, the, the Raiders have always been a franchise as far as hiring uh, people people of different ethnicities uh, in that front. Of course, finally, he's in the Hall of Fame. Tom Flores, the first Hispanic coach to win a Super Bowl, to hire Arshel as an interim head coach, and, of course, a full-time head coach a year later. And that team reached the AFC Championship, giving his first full season. Of course, they had Amy Trask uh, as an executive uh, back in the day. Now she's working for CBS Sports. And now uh, Miss Douglas Morgan is the first black president of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, hired by owner Mark Davis. Lakina, I usually don't play the role of, of cynic just to be um, conceiving or anything like that. I'm wishing the young lady nothing but success. She obviously comes from a sports and a business background, working for these uh, top companies in the world. But I just hope that the Raiders give her the resources that she needs to succeed. I just don't, let's be honest here. The NFL has been on this I apologize to the black community tour for the last few years. I just do not want this to be a token hire. Uh, she's She has the resume overqualified. She deserves it, but uh, hopefully she gets a fair shot to succeed at her job. Yeah, and, I know, and look, this is look, this is what you know, Mark Davis. This is what his dad did. His dad did. You know, he was there when <laughs> his dad hired. Uh, he wasn't born yet when he, they hired uh, Tom Flores. I mean, he had him as a quarterback. <laughs> you know, the first coach of color to win a Super Bowl. First <laughs> coach of color to lead his team to a Super Bowl. And of course, your Art Shell. Of course, Amy Trash. We'll get to her in a second because she has a. She might be going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in, the, in a mm-hmm. second. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, Miss Morgan. I mean, she has she has the resume. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies. She was part of the. If you guys saw, if you guys are friends in Atlanta, saw her, she was part of the COVID uh, uh, release response. So this is this is a woman that who's been. She's she's mm-hmm. got the resume. You know, yeah, you could probably say she's overqualified, but look, I, I'm, I'm sure. Look, the Raiders. The Raiders is like the one, you know, team where you're kind of like, okay, you know what? Yeah, they, they've hired folks of color. They've hired uh, women, probably more so than any other any of the organizations in uh, in the NFL. So I don't think this is a token hire. I think, look, I'm sure, you know, Mark Davis and the rest of the ownership group will give her the resource that she needs to make the, the particular moves and whatnot. And look, they, look, the Raiders, you know, are kind of right there. They're, they're going to be competing for the AFC West, so... I think well, this is sort of like a great hire you know, by the Raiders. You know, this is sort of, you know, look, we're, 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 we're you know, we're going through the ceiling. I think that's all you want. Mm-hmm. Just go through the ceiling and 
look, she's got, this is not one of those things where, oh, they hired her because she's a black woman or she's, you know, and she's a woman or such. But this is definitely like one of those hires where you're like, yeah, she's, she's got the resume. She's got the pedigree. She can do the, they'll see if she can do the job. That's it. Yeah, I just, my 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 fear is that I just don't want it to be a token high. You know, she's there for a couple of years and then for some other reason, they make up a reason that she's not there anymore. That's just my fear. But I'm rooting for her just like everybody else. Like I said, she's overqualified. I'd rather, rather you be overqualified than not qualified at all, correct? I'm just going by logic here. So, And like you said, the Raiders have been uh, the organization uh, in the NFL that has been on the far, forefront for change and, uh, and for trendsetters. And let's for, as far as players as well, they're known as the renegades of the National Football League. They've given players three or four or five, six different chances as long as you could play. So, uh, I, you know, it, it, it all fits in that storyline right there. But uh, once again, uh, just so, so we all could be clear, I want Miss um, Douglas Morgan to succeed at her job. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, like I understand that some people feel that way, but I mm -hmm. think if any team that you can say, well, this is a token hire, the one team you can't say that okay, they're actually hiring somebody who is really good. She just happens to be a woman, or in this case, a black woman. It's the Raiders, so <laughs> that that's that's really all I gotta say about that. I'm sure. Look, good luck to her, and I'm sure she'll yes. she'll do just fine at her job. Now, the Hall of Fame, as I was talking about earlier, they announced their semifinals among their their coaching and their contributors, also their senior mem members too. Some of the among some of the uh, the the folks that have been um, among the semifinalists, you got Mike Super Bowl winning head coaches Mike Holmgren and Mike Shanahan. Also, you got Sterling Sharp and Roger Craig and Billy White Shoes Johnson and Lester Hayes and Ken Anderson. And on the contributor side, among some of the other, you know, on the you know, coaches and contributor side, you got. Um, Let's see. You've got you know John McVeigh. You have uh, Art Modell, and you you have uh, Art Rooney Jr., the Steelers' vice president. Also, too, uh, along Miss Amy Trask. So, what do you think about some of these names I mentioned for the hall? These uh, Hall of Famer among the the among the senior class and the contributors. Oh, well, all of those names deserved it. And like you said, Amy Trask, we talked about with the Raiders a moment ago, and she was a, she was a, a part of that movement. <clears throat> excuse me, as far as getting females into higher positions where it wasn't popular back then. She's one of those trendsetters, so she needs to be honored and respected in that way. Now, as far as the players are concerned, Sterling Sharp, you know, he, his career was cut short, and he was uh, he, he had to retire due to a bad foot injury. Uh, I'm sure he's kicking himself, no pun intended, that he couldn't last on, uh, to that 96 season when the Packers finally won a Super Bowl over the New England Patriots. Uh, he definitely would have been a, a big part of the reason why that team won. Of course, uh, the late Reggie White and Sean Jones were uh, one of the big reasons why that team won the Super Bowl. But uh, mm -hmm. Sterling Sharp, he was one of the uh, best top and uh, one of the best underrated receivers during that time. Remember, it was Jerry Rice. Chris Carter, Michael Irvin, mm -hmm. uh, of course, with Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin, those teams were winning Super Bowls back then. But mm -hmm. not to me, people uh, paid attention to Sterling Sharp until Brett Favre got to Green Bay. And, of course, uh, Mike Holgren was there as well, uh, and that helped turn that franchise as well. So Sterling Sharp put up some numbers, and, and hopefully he needs to be honored and respected in that way because we all know what his uh, brother um, Shannon is doing. Uh, he, he had a great Hall of Fame career as a tight end, and he helped change the game as far as that position is concerned. Build it as a wide receiver playing that position. So certainly Sharp deserves that honor. Yeah, there are a couple of guys I'm a little surprised that, you know, some of these guys actually, actually did get uh, – had their careers end due to injuries. Like you said, you know, Sterling Sharp was one. I know that um, – I know that Billy White shoes Johnson, of course, I think knee injuries and such. 
I saw Mark Clayton, who was one of Dan Marino's uh, top wide receivers when they were in Miami together. So there were like a lot of, you know, names that are out there. Of course, Roger Craig, I'm surprised he's not already in, you know, part of those 80s uh, 49ers team. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm sure, you know, they're going to, we're going to have like the, the uh, going down to the wire here, uh, August 16th, we'll select up to three uh, senior members for final consideration and such an expansion of that field will be, you know, they expanded into like starting in 2024. So they'll meet in the 22nd to get a coach and contributor for the final class of, of uh, for this year's for next year, I should say. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but yeah, congrats to all. And hopefully, you know, we can see some of these names on the, uh, on the hall of fame uh, later this summer. Yes, uh, we'll see. Summer, we see those. Yeah, we'll see some of those names on that list. Our number two, our number one in the books, I should say, is in the books. Our number two, straight ahead, as you're listening to Second City Sports Live and Living Color on the Friday edition on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. When do we return? Good friend of the show, sports director and anchor and host from CBS2 Chicago, Mr. Marshall Harris, will hop on with us to talk about Chicago sports. And we'll have a little bit of fun with him as well. And plus, we'll get to the Blackhawks and a, a point <laughs> higher in the <laughs> NHL and all the other fun stuff. I'm Sid. That's Likina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. A panel appointed by Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot recommended the city explore enclosing Soldier Field with a dome, part of an effort to convince the Bears to remain in their lakefront home rather than leave for the suburbs. The team signed a purchase agreement last year for a 326-acre site in suburban Arlington Heights, about 30 miles northwest of Soldier Field. At the NHL draft Thursday, the Blackhawks started the day with no picks in the first round. After a series of trades, they selected Kevin Korczynski 7th overall, Frank Nazar 13th, and Sam Brinzel 25th overall. Prior to the draft, the Hawks traded all-star winger Alex Dabrinkit to Ottawa for the number 7 and 39 picks this year as well as a third rounder in 2024. Then they traded Kirby Dock to Montreal for the 13th and 66th picks. Chicago acquired the 25th overall pick from the Maple Leafs along with goalie Peter Morazic in exchange for a second round selection. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. The Tigers beat the White Sox 2-1 in Chicago on Thursday. Tigers rookie Bo Brisky threw two-hit ball into the seventh, outpitching Dylan Cease. The Tigers won their fifth straight, taking the opener of a four-game set against the reigning American League Central champs. Detroit led it 2-0, heading into the bottom of the ninth. Tim Anderson singled with one out. A.J. Pollock walked in. Luis Robert cut it to 2-1 with a double down the line. But Gregory Soto struck out Jose Abreu and Eloy Jimenez to earn his 17th save this season. Cease drops to 7-4. He gave up one run on three hits with eight strikeouts. The Dodgers beat the Cubs 5-3 at Dodger Stadium. L.A. led it 3-0 after the second. Tony Gonsolin pitched seven solid innings for his 11th win. He's the first Dodgers pitcher to start a season 11-0 since Alex Wood did it back in 2017. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. 
Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton, for the stay. Gotta love those rejoins. Gotta love those rejoins. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to our number two at Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's McGee on the IG. And yet we have less than an hour left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And don't forget, you can watch us live. We are now on Roku TV. We're on Roku TV. You have a Roku television. Just go to the go to the sports. Uh, section, type in Sports Zone Chicago, and you're right there. If you don't have a Roku TV, just download that Roku TV app. Do the same thing. Go to the sports section, type in Sports Zone Chicago. Voila! You can get us right there. You can watch us live on demand, or you can watch us later if you have to go to work or do some errands like we all do. You, know, you can watch us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, 365 days in a year, <laughs> and 52 weeks out of a year. Liam Hentges is telling you, Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku. Tell him, Liam. So He's you excited. can catch us on Roku. Yes, he is very excited. As we are now on Roku TV as well. So we have options for you. We're the first Chicago sports radio app to have. A Ro oh, we're on Roku TV. So check us out on Roku TV. As we wait our guest, Lakina, let's get into the Blackhawks. Uh, Blackhawks talk. <laughs> we have a retirement to report coming up. But as Lakina is crying for yours truly, yesterday was the NHL draft. Alex Dabrinkit is no longer on the on the team. Kirby Doc, who we saw some progress from despite some injuries, he's no longer on the team either. Lakina, new GM Kyle Davidson, he's not playing. And this is his program going forward. We all know that. Rebuilds in hockey usually take longer. I really thought they was going to keep to bring in. I know he's a free agent after next season, but I guess Kyle Davidson didn't see to bring as part of his plan. Of course, you still have Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane on the squad. He has to go through with them to see if they're going to be on, on board, at least at the beginning part of this rebuild. But uh, I wasn't happy about them training to bring it yesterday. I know there was rumors leading up to, uh, lean up to the NHL draft, but I just don't like them getting ready to bring it. He's really the only goal scorer that you have. I know Patrick Kane has gotten better with time over the last few years as he's gotten older, but it, 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 I don't I don't think the Blackhawks got enough, in my opinion, for to bring it. That's just yeah, yeah. It just feels like they kind of I don't want to say Ottawa fleece the Blackhawks, but kind of feel like they did. They probably could have. Yeah, they got a seventh uh, overall pick, you know, from some yesterday's draft. They got. 39th overall pick, which is tonight. You know, actually, it's going on right mm -hmm. now, actually, as we speak. And also a 2024 third rounder. I've heard, like, various folks, our, our buddy, you know, uh, Pat Boyle, who does the pre and post game for the Hawks on NBC Sports Chicago. Friend he of said the show. That, 
yeah, for the show, we got to get him back on us at the you know, soon. Uh, he said that uh, he doesn't feel like the Hawks got enough. Mark Lazarus, who covers the Hawks for the Athletic, mm-hmm. he says they didn't get enough. So basically, a lot of people have said that hopefully when Marshall joins us a little bit, we'll see how he feels. He, I'm sure he'll feel the same way that the Hawks didn't get enough for him. And I, I feel like, okay, so, and also you, you traded Kirby Doc as well. I know he showed a little bit of promise, but injuries kind of, you know, gotten, gotten to, uh, got to him a little bit. And else to you, you got, also you got, you know, during the draft uh, last night, they've been very, they were very busy. Uh, of course, uh, well, we'll get to their, their draft picks, but they also mm-hmm. got, uh, Peter Mrazic, Mrazic from Toronto for the 38th pick. So, you know, they've been pretty busy now. It looks like we're going to have $10 tickets, I guess, next year for the Blackhawks. So yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. Uh, now, depending on if Taze and Kane decide that they want to get traded, if, you know, Kyle Davis, I feel like they should trade, you know, him at some, they should they feel like they should get traded or one or both of them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, all right. <sighs> Okay, a rebuild. It's happening. Yeah, it, you know, here, here's the thing. I, I know the the Blackhawks fans are uh, expected the team, this team, to compete. But you know, l- let's look at the last several years, Lakina, uh, with uh, now former GM Stan Bowman at at the helm. Uh, was at the helm uh, after 2015. It, really going back and looking at it now, now seven years ago. We know that team was getting older and, and some of their skills started declining. We saw that in a couple of seasons afterwards when they barely made the playoffs with uh, with Seabrook and Duncan Keith. We have news on him coming up in just a moment. But with some of those aging veterans and Mary Holson with his condition, which ended up forcing him to retire. So Stan Bowman was still trying to get one more cup out of that group. Uh, and he should have known better that uh, he wasn't setting this franchise up for long-term success. I saw a, a, a list yesterday, Lakeen. I'm sure you saw this too on social media. All the draft picks that when Stan Bowman took over up until he got axed earlier this season, they're no longer on the team. That's not mm-hmm. a way to sustain success. I can understand the early part of his tenure because the Blackhawks team was young enough. They were good enough competing for Stanley Cups every year. But after 2015, you shouldn't have seen the, the light that, well, I got to stockpile these picks and get uh, get something out of them which he failed miserably in doing this. So Kyle Davis of the new gym is cleaning up the last remaining pieces of the mess that Stan Bowman made. And now, in my opinion, it's going to take a little bit longer since you traded to bring it to rebuild this thing. Now, as far as Kane yeah. and Taves are concerned, uh, mm-hmm. if both of them want to stay good, but uh, I think both of them will move on at some point. But as I said before, Lakina, a couple of weeks ago, Taves, you can get something for him, maybe not like a few years ago, but you can get, for lack of a better term, using air quotes here, crumbs for him at this point. If Kane wants to say, let him stay. But if he yeah. wants to go, you got to let him go too. Well, yeah, it's one of those days where you got to, you have to sell tickets, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Brinkett was kind of like one of the few guys, other than, of course, you know, Kane's and, you know, Tave and Kane's, that was Tave and Kane, I should say, that they, they were sort of like the draw. And now with the Brinkett out and, you know, Tave is, you know, he's 36 now. So, and, and Kaner is about to be 34. So it, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting up there in age, and I, and I feel like at this point, you know, if he, especially if Tate, if Tate wants to uh, wants to leave, I think let him leave. And if you yeah. try to get something for him, I mean, if Kaner wants to say, okay, fine, let him stay. But again, you got to need something to kind of get people to sort of, you know, locked in, you know, to watch the Blackhawks because mm-hmm. you saw you saw the crowds over there at the UC, especially in the last couple of months of the season. 
it, it, it the crowds weren't very good. I mean, and it, look, Sid was able to co- go to a couple of a couple of Blackhawks games, so you know, you might be like, I hell, I might be going to some of those those games too this year. So good, it might be so <laughs> expensive. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like the the, the rebuilds happening. It looks like, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Korczynski, who is a defenseman from Canada, um, was one of their picks from uh, the draft last night. So, you know, he's definitely you know, asked more depth set defenses, men's spot, and such. So, looks like, yeah, it looks like. I, look, I I'm hoping that the Black Cross will become an afterthought, but I don't know. Yeah, with his rebuild, you will become uh, an afterthought, especially in this city where we expect our teams to win. And so we'll 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 see what happens. Uh, new head coach Luke Richardson uh, has a lot of work ahead of him. He knows that, and so we'll see what happens on that front. Lakina, speaking of the tickets, our good buddy Jay Hood, I know he supports us, uh, 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 watching us via Facebook. We got to get him on this show too. I know he's a busy mm-hmm. guy, but mm-hmm. he said this during that Bulls rebuild. Remember during those Scott Scowls years? After mm-hmm. they try to recover from the Tim Floyd, Bill Cartwright years. Right. Uh, if you want to go watch Bulls basketball at a reasonable price, go watch the other team. And looks like that's what mm-hmm. uh, many hockey fans will be doing in this city. Yeah, so that's, like, that's what's going to happen here. And uh, look, I feel like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to, if you're the black cost, you don't want to be at a point where you're going to, people are going to, there's just a footnote in the city. Mm-hmm. So especially what, what has happened and transpired the last few months. So you don't want to get to that point now. Hopefully yeah. I'm not, I'm not banking on it, but hopefully maybe within the next year or two, they can kind of be like right there. So you will be reasonable and kind of get folks to show up, but at least competitive. It very, you know, at the very least be right there. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, Bill, interesting to see what happens with the Blackouts. They have still have a long way to go. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in the 11 color. Sid Lakina here with you. Our guest, Marshall Harris from CBS2 Chicago, will be coming up in a couple of minutes. And to, we'll get his take about the Blackhawks and, of course, uh, other happenings around the Chicago sports scene. Lakina, let's keep it on the Blackhawks. Uh, Dunkey Keith just announced his retirement. The uh, news came out about an hour 45 to 45 minutes ago, he's calling in a career after 17 seasons. Of course, he played with the Edmonton Oilers uh, uh, this past season. Of course, that team reached the Stanley Cup, uh, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoff. They reached the rest of the conference finals, losing to, to the now uh, Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Of course, Duncan Keith was part of those three Stanley Cup teams in Chicago 2010, 2013, and 2015 and won the playoff MVP, the Consmite Trophy, in 2015 as being the best player in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lakina, besides the uh, dunking teeth moment from Game 4 of the 2010 mm. Western Conference Final against the San Jose Sharks, uh, what was your favorite dunking teeth moment? Well, besides the, the, the teeth moment, because <laughs> that, that's, that's definitely going to be his his defining uh, moment yes. here. But look, he's you know he's made some you know big you know shots and big passes for the Hawks during those three Stanley Cup runs, and you know he's definitely one of those guys where he didn't want to leave. But again, of course, mm-hmm. salary cap casualty and, and such. So um, he won the Norris Trophy twice, and he also won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 2015. So. You know he's definitely going to be a hall in a hall of fame in, in a few years, probably first ballot. And I, I feel like, yeah, he's definitely like one of those guys where mm-hmm. he's definitely right up there with you know with Kane, with Kane and Taves and Sharp. You know he's definitely right there in that three or four spot as like those top teams for from those Stanley Cup teams. So, do you think that the Blackhawks were uh, 
and I don't want to say give him a statue because they have a whole bunch of people that'll give statues to. Do you think they should retire his uh, number two jersey? I think they should. They should. They should. I mean, he's definitely because he can, you can say you can argue he's the third best defenseman in that franchise behind yep. Chelios. Yep. And Pierre Palat. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, you're going on the way back machine there, Sid. But yeah, I think he's definitely – you're going back to the 70s there, Sid. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, right up there. And I think that he will get his number retired. I think he'll definitely be an ambassador for the team. Yeah, yeah even though Edmonton is close to where he's at. But, you know, he also is, again, you know, Chicago. I think he, I think he met his wife here and, and such. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think definitely yeah, – I think he'll definitely be uh, sort of like that, that guy. I think he'll definitely have an ambassador role. You're probably going to see him a lot over at the UC. They're going to need something to kind of sell it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. And uh, the, you know, I'm sure his teeth, I'm sure, you know, he found a good dentist for that teeth too for years. But uh, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, so, love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think definitely think that he'll definitely, he's, I think he'll def, they'll definitely honor him at, at some point, I think. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, the live uh, Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakia. Don't forget, you can catch us on Roku. TV live and they live in color, no pun intended. You go, mm-hmm. uh, you have a Roku TV, just uh, go to the sports section, download that Sports on Chicago app. And you're right there. You can watch us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. You can watch us live, you can watch us on demand later if you have stuff to do, just like the rest of us. Looking at let's continue to do that hockey. Mike Greer, uh, the former NHL player, he is now. Uh, the new general manager of the San Jose Sharks. They're going through the same thing as the Blackhawks. They're trying to, uh, once a Western Conference powerhouse uh, in contentions for playoffs and Stanley Cups every year. Of course, the San Jose Sharks have been struggling the last couple of years. Their former player now comes back home to run the franchise. This is a great moment. If you saw him uh, in the presser on Wednesday when it was official, you, you can tell the emotion. You know, mm-hmm. he's the sixth active person to become the GM of the team that he played for in their career. So definitely, he was definitely a trailblazer in that sense. I mean, he was part of that group that kind of sort of led the charge for some mm-hmm. of you know, some of the black players we saw, like P.K. Subban and such. So he's definitely kind of like the guy that sort of, you know, he's got the front office and such. He played for the Oilers. He played for the Caps. He played for the Sabres also, as well mm-hmm. as the Sharks. But, of course, his, you know, a lot of his best moments have been were with the Sharks. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, again, I don't think this is a token hire. I mean, I know that the, the organization loves him. They love him there. He's still he was still going there from time to time and such. So, you know, this is definitely kind of like hopefully they'll he'll have the resources that he needs to kind of build that team mm-hmm. back because it kind of been sort of I don't want to say the downslide, but it kind of been mediocre the last few years. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know, what he does. I know that um George. Uh, so it's gonna be. I know they had. I know if you saw also the moment that you know last night during the NHL draft. I mean, you can tell how much emotion that there was there, and how he was. You know, when he got you know the call, if you saw his uh, his interview with Emily Cap Kaplan after that after he did his first pick. I mean, you can tell sort of like the emotion and such. So, you know, I think he's taking now relax and just you know just do his job. And he's been, look, he's been going through the ranks too. So the guy's more than qualified. Yeah, he's well more than qualified. And like I said, I'm rooting for him personally. Just like I said about Miss Douglas Morgan of the Raiders last hour, just give them a fair shot to do their job. And I think they'll be fine. He's like you say, he's not too removed from his playing days in the NHL. He can relate to the players on that level and he can give them some pointers on how to survive in the NHL as well. Because we all know Lakina, especially financially growing up, especially the people that have. Uh, your reflection and mine uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it, even harder, not just from an economic standpoint, but just 
from a cultural standpoint as well. We got to get Evan F. Moore back on this program, mm-hmm. uh, back on this program down the line. Uh, he, uh, he has a bug about the game misconduct with the culture of hockey. And there uh, mm-hmm. so many players, especially players that are, that reflect our reflection that have gone through. Uh, but uh, he can relate to some of those players in that, uh, on that front. And just, just, uh, uh uh, giving them pointers on how to survive uh, in the highest, uh, highest league hockey league in the land, and so I, yeah. I think from that standpoint, he'll be fine. Yeah, he yeah he is, and he'll be like I say, he'll be interested to see what kind of moves that they make and and such. You know, look like I said, I'm sure they'll they'll give him the resources that he needs. I'm sure they'll be able to he'll be able to kind of you know be right there, sort of like so the Sharks can be a contending team in mm-hmm. the Western Conference again. So yeah, I think this is a great hire. Like I said, this is an emotional hire. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll give him as much time as he needs. And look, he's definitely kind of like that. You know, I remember him playing at some of those games. And he, he, he's look, he's been honest with some of the stuff that he went through when he was playing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure he probably also relate to, you know, especially if they if they bring on, you know, they draft a, a black you know player and or mm-hmm. a player that looks like us. So, yeah, I think, you know, good, good for him. And congrats to him. Yeah, congrats to him. Like I said, we'll be rooting for him uh, as he uh, takes on this new venture. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, the Friday edition. Lakina is sitting here with you, riding along with you until the uh, top of next hour. Uh, Marshall Harris of CBS2 Chicago is coming up. Uh, he'll join us to give us his thoughts about Chicago sports and about these two moves uh, for the NHL and the NFL. Lakina, since we have some time left before the bottom of the hour, let's turn our attention to college football. I'll just read you the headline, and I want your comments. We'll commence. Uh, the Pac-12 and the ACC reportedly talking about broadcast alliance that would shift, S-H-I-F-T, uh, the Pac-12 network's content to the ACC network. Yeah, uh, of course, you know, Barrett Sally, who is a college football writer, he's been doing this for years. He said that that, that report's not true. So, uh, again, I mean, this is sort of – this is one of those things where you're just sort of like, okay, what the hell is going on here? You got – of course, you got USC and UCLA, of course, going to the Big Ten, and then now you've got this report, which has been debunked by, like I said, by Mr. Sally and various other sources. So, I don't know. I mean, Jesus. I, I, I've got that point where I'm kind of <laughs> like, I'm, I'm – Ugh. You know, we were told about 20 years ago this probably would happen. That, of course, you know, you got conference realignment and such. Mm-hmm. And now, Notre, now, people are pressured, you know, feel, people feel like Notre Dame is, you know, getting pressure to perhaps maybe join a conference and such. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely cool or crazy. Of course, there was another report that came out that said that uh, Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina were going to uh, negotiate with the ACC, which was, I had asked her to be uh, debunked. So, as far as the ACC, I mean, okay, so how are they going to do this? They're going to be traveling all over the country. You're going from North Carolina all the way over to, uh, I guess, what, Washington, I guess. So, that's about it. Or, I guess you want to say, oh, Cal, you know, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, you know, the, the, the geography is going to be a little bit weird for some people. So, but again, I guess, you know, people stopped caring about geography when Penn State joined the Big Ten. So, in 93. So, who knows? But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just like, it, I'm just over it at this point. I'm like, oh, God, like, here we go again. I'm like, my head hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Uh, Com- Pat 12 Commissioner Larry Scott really screwed this thing up. And w- yeah, with that uh, network, uh, with that Pac-12 network, I know they had to have some layoffs a couple of years ago, just like mm-hmm. everybody else are, uh, around the sports broadcasting industry. But it's just, it's just the Big Ten with that with that move with USC and UCLA, they're going to get with their next TV deal. Uh, each school in the Big Ten is going to get a hundred million dollars a piece, and that's mm-hmm. why we said this last week. That's why these moves are being made right now. Of course, with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, I believe next year, Lakina or Yep, or two years later, 
next year. year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. next year. So they're going to get a big payday from the SEC and ESPN. Uh, so with the Pac-12 joining with the ACC, if this happens, well, it'll boost them up a little bit, but they're not going to be in the same league as in the Big Ten. And I read an article yesterday, and I heard some commentary on one of those L.A. sports radio stations that UCLA, one of the reasons why they made the move to the Big Ten, there were $60 million in the hole. Yeah, yeah, the AD uh, Martin German, uh, who's been there for the last couple of years, he said, mm -hmm. yeah, they would have had to cut sports. And this is probably this is some of the most accomplished sports. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I guess volleyball, softball, which just won a championship a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, among a few other uh, sports that they're saying that they might have had to cut some of those sports and they were 65 million in debt. So that's why they made the move. So, and I mean, so it was about money. You just admitted it, you know, folks. So, you know, yeah. like you, you basically said what we all thought that was the case. That you made the move because it was about money. So, I, I mean, of course, money is sort of the root of this. And yes, NILs are definitely kind of like a game changer from the player side. And the, the, yeah, I mean, you're going to have like consist inconsistent, like, you know, start times with some of these games and some of you know, all, all these other things. So yeah, it's going to, like I said, this is going to be interesting because, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining next, not, not this coming season, but next season, mm -hmm. UCLA and USC will be joining the big 10, not too long after that. And who knows what stuff's going to go on with the big 12 and the Pac 12, what they're going to do and the ACC <laughs> and, and whatever, whatever Notre Dame does. I mean, look, it's getting to the point where there's just basically chaos at this point. And yeah, like, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to think some of the sports going to be, going to be affected. Like you got, of course, you know, basketball, we talked about it last week, uh, softball and baseball and gymnastics. It's on the on track. I mean, the, so all yeah. the sports are going to be affected in some form by this buddy's move. So you're going to be, you're going to have asked folks to come in at like, you know, seven or eight o'clock in the morning to start their meets or in the case of football, you got to, you know, mm. especially with UCLA, USC, join the Big Ten, they're going to be doing like dealing with 9 a.m. Pacific time kickoffs. So they got to mm -hmm. get their body clock into it. So, <laughs> Like, the whole thing is just crazy, and I like I don't know. I mean, like as super conferences, here we come. Yeah, as we said last week, Kirk Herbstreit of ESPN said it best. Uh, it's going to look like the AFC and the NFC and, and the NFL. <laughs> we all know that it's, it's all about money at the end of the day. I think remember, Lakin, we had Dan Walken from USA Today. Mm -hmm. We got to get him back on at some point. We had him on doing our radio show days. We were actually in the studio, mm -hmm. and I believe he said in 2025. They can uh, NCAA can open up discussions about expanding the college football playoff. I think these another reason why these big moves are happening too, because you can get more. Uh, the, we assume there's going to be an eight team or perhaps a twelve team college football playoff, and so that's why these super conferences are forming right now. And uh, that's another reason in Nor Notre Dame. And we we talked about this before, like Do you really want to give up that one hundred million dollar check from NBC? Because I know they'll get paid more if they join the Big Ten, but they don't want to give up the independence. Yeah. And I've, I've been telling, I've been trying to tell folks that, and because some people say, well, they might not have a choice, but no, they're, you're, you're, you don't get it. They, they're getting like 80 to 90 million from NBC. They could, they don't have to share with anybody with some mm -hmm. of the revenue that come with the, you know, the TV contracts once they finally kick in, they're going to have to split it up with various, you know, their, their fellow uh, members. So if you're an order dame, why the heck do you want to, you know, want to f, f f around with that so i i can't really can't see it now now again could they may may not they may not have a choice in a couple of years probably but i think right now like if you're in the if you're in notre dame yeah i know byu is gonna be joining the big 12 and i know they tried it too but they're they're, they're not to their, to their credit though they're not notre dame when it comes to you know that kind of you know getting the more revenue streaming so 
they may join a conference to another day, maybe in the next like three or four years. But right now, they're like, ah, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not joining no, no Big Ten or ACC. I'm not doing that. Yes, uh, like I said, we'll see what happens with the North today. Lakina, I want to ask you this since we have a couple of minutes left before we break for the bottom of the hour. What do you think this is going to do for HBCUs? Or do you think they'll uh, all all those schools should form one conference on their own and trying to force themselves uh, to, for a Super Conference? What do you think? You know what? I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting that you say that. I guess we got we got we got, we got our, our board marshals here, so we'll take a quick break first after this, and then we'll 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 okay. we'll, we'll, get, we'll bring him on. But uh, yeah, I, that's a good question. That's a good that's a question we should ask Marshall. That I mean, I'm, I'm wondering okay. like, do you do you do you perhaps maybe do you do if you're the SWAC or the MEAC, you've had some of your guys leave. Yeah, I think Hampton left. I think another. I think Morgan State also <laughs> left too. So I don't know. That that's an interesting question, but yeah, I mean, do you form your own conference? You just try to try that. Uh, uh, well, other of the smaller conferences, like the American, well, they kind of follow suit. So who knows? Yeah, quick timeout. We'll bring on our guy Marshall Harris from CBS Two Chicago. He says sports director and anchor and host, and we'll get into the um, Chicago sports and the issues surrounding college football and more. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. A panel appointed by Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot recommended the city explore enclosing Soldier Field with a dome, part of an effort to convince the Bears to remain in their lakefront home rather than leave for the suburbs. The team signed a purchase agreement last year for a 326-acre site in suburban Arlington Heights, about 30 miles northwest of Soldier Field. At the NHL draft Thursday, the Blackhawks started the day with no picks in the first round. After a series of trades, they selected Kevin Korczynski 7th overall, Frank Nazar 13th, and Sam Renzel 25th overall. Prior to the draft, the Hawks traded all-star winger Alex Dabrinkit to Ottawa for the number 7 and 39 picks this year as well as a third rounder in 2024. Then they traded Kirby Dock to Montreal for the 13th and 66th picks. Chicago acquired the 25th overall pick from the Maple Leafs along with goalie Peter Morazic in exchange for a second round selection. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. The Tigers beat the White Sox 2-1 in Chicago on Thursday. Tigers rookie Bo Brisky threw two-hit ball into the seventh, outpitching Dylan Cease. The Tigers won their fifth straight, taking the opener of a four-game set against the reigning American League Central champs. Detroit led it 2-0, heading into the bottom of the ninth. Tim Anderson singled with one out. A.J. Pollock walked in. Luis Robert cut it to 2-1 with a double down the line. But Gregory Soto struck out Jose Abreu and Eloy Jimenez to earn his 17th save this season. Cease drops to 7-4. He gave up one run on three hits with eight strikeouts. The Dodgers beat the Cubs 5-3 at Dodger Stadium. L.A. led it 3-0 after the second. Tony Gonsolin pitched seven solid innings for his 11th win. He's the first Dodgers pitcher to start a season 11-0 since Alex Wood did it back in 2017. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. 
Thanks, everyone, for baking your way here on this toasty morning. Are you all ready to jam? Excellent. Before we get rolling, let's start by hashing out everything bagel we'll be discussing. Profit margins are okay, but they could maybe be butter. Sorry, I don't mean to waffle. Next quarter, it's all or muffin. Did you have a question, sausage patty? Um, my name's Patricia. When you can't take your mind off breakfast, it matters where you stay. Delicious breakfast available at our Hilton family of brands. Hilton for the stay. Welcome back to Second City Sports. This is our last segment of the day and last segment for us for the, our short week here. We're live in the Living Color on Sports Zone, Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We have a less than a half hour left. That's the extravaganza we call the Sports Talk Radio Show. You have a question or comment for our next guest, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Don't forget, you can catch us now. Live in the living color on Roku TV. We own the Roku TV. You have a Roku TV. Just go to the sports section, type in Sports on Chicago. You can watch us right there. You can watch us live as you probably are doing right now, or you can watch us on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. And join us right now to discuss Chicago sports in, uh, the, in college football, uh, shuffling, and much more. We're bringing our good friend of the show. He's the sports director, host, and anchor at CBS2 Chicago, WBBM Television. He is the one, the only, Mr. Marshall Harris. Marshall, Yay! welcome back to the show. How are you, my man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, sorry for my lateness, but uh, it, uh, it's, it's great to be on with you guys again. No, yeah, no, no problem. problem. No problem. You're a busy bee, so yeah, we, we totally get it. Sid, I think you have the first question for Mr. Harris? Yes, uh, before we went to the break, we were discussing about the college football shuffling with USC and UCLA now going to the Big Ten, and we're discussing about what it's going to do with the HBCU schools. But we'll ask you the first question. Uh, what does this do to the Big Ten now? Now that they're in the top, uh, they got the top three markets in the country. Makes them as powerful as ever. And, uh, you know, right now, the Big Ten, much like uh, if you've seen uh, Avengers Infinity War, they're just out here collecting stones. And uh, <laughs> they got to like all the stones they're collecting. And, and I don't think they're done collecting stones, to be honest. Obviously, there's uh, the Notre Dame card that can be played at any time if they can get them to join the conference to just make it powerful. Their, their goal is to become the preeminent conference in college sports. And right now it's a two horse race between them and the sec and you could argue with having you know the top three markets in the country television wise they are they are in a position to do that i'm kind of surprised they didn't go after the arizona schools you know another top 15 market um in arizona arizona state um you you look at what the big 12 is talking about doing with getting some of the the leftovers from the pac-12 or maybe even a big 12 pac-12 merger i'm really interested to see how this plays out People have been talking about this for over a decade now that eventually we're just going to have like two or three conferences, maybe four. Um, but I think it's going to end up being two main conferences and everybody else kind of gathers up in, in kind of sub-tier conferences. Um, being a guy who grew up in SEC country, going to Mississippi State University, I don't know how much more the SEC can do if they want to <laughs> maintain what we'll call uh, regional – I'm trying to think of the word for it, but not consistency, but just maybe a regional integrity. Mm -hmm. But really, 
what we've learned over the last 10 plus years is reasonable integrity takes a bad seat to the almighty dollar. And that's what this is about. It's been like this from day one. The checks keep getting bigger, bigger for those media rights. Uh, and I don't expect this to slow down anytime soon until everything has been conquered. It's like if you go back to pre-United States of America days, um, and even before that, when every corner of the world had not been touched yet by uh, Western civilization, that's what's going on right now. These big boy conferences are like, let's get, let's milk all the resources we can out of everything and turn it into money for us. And it, no one should be surprised by this. And no one should expect this to be done until they've looked in every nook and cranny and seen, well, if we add, you know, this middling team, but get this television market, now we're covered maybe in the top, you know, 10, 15 markets in the country. Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's like I said, regional integrity takes a bad seat. This is not yeah. about what region. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're the Big Ten and it's a Midwestern conference in, in idea only. Uh, same for the SEC. I mean, Texas isn't the South. Texas is a Texas. That's a different yeah. thing. Um, but now they've got the South, the Mid-South. Wouldn't be surprised if they go a little further north in the SEC to get some more teams. But clearly, the the, the Big Ten has let you know, we are the Big Ten. Emphasis is on the word big. <laughs> well, look at Penn State. I mean, when they joined the conference in the early 90s, I mean, that whole regional thing you know, went out the window there. So that kind of started all. And, and that's the thing. People growing up now don't even consider Penn State. They wouldn't see what the big deal is with them being in the big big 10 because now they're right. get, you'll get used to it right you'll get used to it yeah yeah that i think that's the thing so it's, it's i'm a traditionalist marshall as you know so yeah i'm, I'm just uh it's all crazy but <laughs> but yeah well let's talk about white soccer we'll probably get back to the college stuff in a, in a little bit but uh the, the White Sox, I know Sid, Sid's not in a very good mood right now i know other white house fans aren't either with all everything going on can they write the ship sure they can Will they? That's a different question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know that. I, don't know I think, that. in theory, they have enough power, literal, you know, power at the plate to, to turn things around whenever they feel like it, if they can get things going. But I, there's been nothing to indicate that they, they can get things going, except for if you want to say, well, they've been hurt and now they've got people back. I mean, you can't lose a game one nothing, or sorry, two to one with Dylan Cease on the mound giving up one run over six innings. You just you lose those games. No, there won't be a turnaround. So I think we just have to wait and see how good the hitting – sorry, let me back up. We know how good the hitting can be. How consistent will they be? That is the question. Yeah, I want to ask you about the – We talk, me and Lakina talked about this to start the show. Uh, give us your take about the White Sox, uh, lack of, of, lack of baseball situation, lack of – attention uh, i was at the game on monday where they had that crazy triple play adam engel uh, uh, did not tag up and just the bad base running it's just a bad defense uh give us your take on that uh, i said that at the beginning of the show i'm a fan but I, I i about had it this has been going on for the last few years even before they started winning last year and uh, it's not you're not going to win consistently in the in the mlb and during that they are not pretty they, they captain caveman teams over the head. That's how they got to the playoffs the last couple of years mm -hmm. is by doing that. Do they do the little things well? Absolutely not. Base running, defense, basic baseball things they don't do well. And when you can't captain caveman your way out of a situation, slugging, this is what you get. 
Um, no one should be surprised because that's why they couldn't win in the playoffs. It's because they couldn't do the little things. Well, you got to be a fine-tuned machine when October rolls around. They are not a fine-tuned machine. Do they have good players? Absolutely. Do they have a Hall of Fame manager? Sure. Um, but there's nothing that tells me that any of the things that's wrong with the White Sox is going to get any better with the White Sox in terms of the way they play baseball. Do you see them being buyers or sellers by the end of the month? I think they're going to have to take the approach that where if there's a smart play out there, they can go get it. But I can't even really say that with a straight face. Here's why. There's more playoff teams and more playoff spots this year. That means it's always going to be a seller's market. So that means do they really have the assets um, from a farm standpoint to go out and get guys? I, I don't really think so compared to some of these other teams that are in the wild card hunt. And let's be clear, the White, White Sox are in the wild card hunt just as much as they're in the division hunt right now with where they st- uh, stand in the standings. So I would say they'd be neither. And, you know, Rick Hahn can spin it and say, hey, we're just waiting for our guys to get healthy. It's like we're trading for players because we finally got our healthy guys back. So maybe that's what happens. But I can't see them being super active sellers unless they come out of this, you know, 19-game stretch. I guess the trade deadline's coming right at the end of that 19-game stretch against 19 straight division opponents. If they play better than they've played in the first four games, which they haven't played well, they've lost all but one, then maybe, but I, I can't see them being super aggressive in the trade market. One, because they don't have anything to give up. Two, because it's going to be a seller's market. And the price is, yesterday's price is not today's price. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. Friend of the show and CBS2 Sports Director and Anchor and Host, Mr. Marshall Harris, is joining us right here on, on the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color and Sports on Chicago. See Lakina here with you. Let's go to the hardware to talk about the Chicago Bulls. Marshall, of course, they drafted Dalen Terry. They signed Andre Drummond. They signed uh, backup point guard Gordon Dragic uh, to, a con- to a contract last week. Uh, give us your take on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I know many Bulls fans – Still want them to be aggressive to in trade for Kevin Durant. That's not going to happen, even though the reports are that the Bulls did place a call to the Brooklyn Nets. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I heard, had that smirk on my face as well. Um, do you think the Bulls are in a better, better position now to take the next step and be a consistent playoff winner than they were this past season? If Lonzo Ball is healthy and Zach Levine goes back to playing like Zach Levine when he was healthy, sure, absolutely, anything can happen. I mean, when you say take the next step, what people have to realize is the next step is a, to win a playoff series. When you yeah. win a playoff series, that means you're one of the top four teams in the conference. That is not something to say lightly. That's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of something to ha- hang your hat on. And and just the Bulls to make the playoffs and to, and to play so much better this past season than they had done in the past five seasons that's a big step forward for them can they be even better next year absolutely uh i'm interested to see what they do in terms of rim protection again lonzo ball being healthy is key zach levine being you know healthy and having two good knees is also key so uh yeah they 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 can do it but a lot of things the ball has to bounce the right way in a lot of different ways literally and figuratively uh let's talk about let's talk bears for a second since they open training camp in a few weeks uh new regime you know new players uh jay cutler's comments about perhaps maybe he has a month justin fields to go through what he went through in chicago when he was a qb where do you see the bears this season coming up i see him winning four or five games i can see that you know four and 13 five and 12 that's that's where i'm at right now i mean 
Justin Fields can develop all he wants. Who's he getting the ball to? You know, it is an mm-hmm. offense first league. I mean, good defense will keep you in games, but good consistent offense will will win you games. And right now, I just I don't see it. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the offense line will be great and they'll just pound the ball, run the ball. But it, it's a passing league, and I don't think they have top tier passing targets um, in the in the in the receiver or tight end game. So it's hard for me to put a lot of faith that in Justin Fields' second year without having one, a safety blanket, and two, a, uh, an elite wide receiving core, he's going to make enough progress for them to win games consistently, especially when you see who's on the schedule. Uh, and sticking with the Bears, Marshall, I know he hasn't had his, his first training camp yet, but uh, given uh, the personality of uh, uh, Matt Eberflus, uh listen to him throughout these uh, um, off-season programs and these press conferences, what is your first impressions of him? From what I take out of it, he's, it looks like he's a, uh, he's going to hold players accountable. And it, it's almost like he's going back to the Lovey Smith school of getting guys in shape and uh, having them play at a certain way to be active around the ball. Do you get those same sentiments? Well, yeah. When you have guys who are not elite guys uh, overall, when you lose – uh, and they haven't lost both of them yet, but you're going to lose your top two defensive players. I mean, Khalil Mack is gone, and obviously <laughs> we, we know the guy who set the, the season season franchise single-season franchise record for sacks last year is going to be moved. That's the goal. Like, it's hard to say that they're going to be a better defense than they were last year. Maybe he can do enough to make them as good as they were last year, but we know that that's not good enough. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not good enough. Um, interesting to see how the secondary develops, this young secondary. Um, there's a lot of things. But as far as Matt Eberflus, I'm sure he's gr- a great coach, um, as shown through what he was able to do in Indianapolis as a defensive coordinator. But talent trumps all in the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's not about the scheme. It, it comes down to the Jimmys and the Joes, as they say. And yeah. right now the Bears don't look like they have enough Jimmys and Joes to get the job done. But Eberflus could be great. And they can still win five five games. Which I'm sure if you're a Bears fan, I'm sure they'll they'll take that. Now let's talk about the stadium situation. Uh, of course, Mayor Lightfoot came out early this week and said, Hey, how about putting a dome over Soldier Field? <laughs> and then the Bears came out and said, Nah, you know what? We're not interested. We're, we're talking about stuff that happens, you know, with our team park and around the same areas. Where, where where do you see this is going? Oh, I think we lost. Did we lose him? Yeah, I think we uh, lost. We lost. So hopefully, we can get him back here soon. Oh, oh there. You. Okay. Or, or not. Or can you see me? Hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we got we you now. Got yeah. You. Sorry about that. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot, the dome. Too little, too late. Doesn't matter. Let's go back to what I said talking about college football. The <laughs> almighty dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I checked, the Cubs weren't just a baseball team; they were a uh, real estate company. And now the Bears are about to be a real estate company. And they're about to develop all that land around Arlington Heights and their new stadium and, and make money. Being downtown is cool and novel, but it's not making money. The almighty dollar over everything else. That's that's it. That's all. <laughs> We're heading down the home stretch with our guy Marshall Harris from CBS2 Chicago Sports right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Don't forget you can watch Sports on Chicago live on demand on Roku TV. Marshall, the last time we had you on, you was getting acclimated to the community, getting acclimated to the city. I know things weren't open up fully at that time. 
Uh, no, it's our, our guy, Sean Sierra, who does our morning show here at Sports on Chicago. He always says this is summertime shy. Uh, what's some of the activities that you have partaken in since the weather's been consistently warm over the last couple of months? <laughs> you know what? Uh, now, hold on. It has not been a couple of months before. It's been like a month. Let's, 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 let's get real now. Let's get real. I'm going June and July, not May. Give or take, give or take, give or take. We were at the end of May and it was still 55 degree highs on some days. Um, that was the end of May. Um, I just been outside, man. I, catch me outside. How about that? Like, we outside. Like, I've just been hanging out with my friends and just kind of um, exploring different parts of the city. I hang out in River North, West Loop, uh, South Loop. Uh, depending on the day. Um, and I'm still trying to look. It's 87 neighborhoods in Chicago. I have not been to but a fraction of them. And I'm trying to rectify that over the course of the next uh, full year. That's my year two goal, being in Chicago, as I come up with my one-year anniversary uh, next week. Yeah. Well, well, look, we have so much to choose from, so uh, you'll 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 find something to do, uh, Marshall. Don't worry. Of course, you come to us. Uh, we come, you come to us from uh, Sacramento, of course, the Kings. And all the weirdness there. <laughs> so, uh, do you? I know uh, Mike Brown's new head coach there. They've made some moves. You know, they drafted a couple of good, 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 good key young players. Do you think they could be right there and not be kind of like an afterthought or a laughing stock? Um, I think we lost him. Uh, I think we lost him again. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him back. Oh uh, yeah, I think we I think we lost we lost his signal there, okay. but uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll we hopefully we can get you know, come back. Oh, there it goes. And yeah, so like the whole thing, you know, we're talking about Sacramento and such. So you know, mm-hmm. as he you know, get hopefully we you know, get get his signal back. But uh, yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. So uh, I don't. Well, what do you think, Sid? I mean, well, well, well let's let's talk some Blackhawks here because again, mm-hmm. yeah, because with every all the moves that they make and such. Oh, there you are again. Do we have him? Yeah. Do we have them? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think. I think his signal might be a darn darn and, Wi-Fi, and, folks. Sorry about that. As <laughs> okay. of now, dude. Oh yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not like yeah, the the signal and you know he's in. I think yeah. the Wi-Fi is not very good. So yeah, we'll we'll we'll. Yeah, we'll remove him for a second as he uh, get his. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we can get establish a connection again with him. But uh, okay, yeah, as we uh, we still got a few more four minutes left. So, oh yeah, I think we got him. Back. Do, do we have Marshall? him back again? Let's try one more time. Let's try one more time. I just okay. I, I raised my yeah, phone no, a bit yeah, higher. That's that's that fine. <laughs> yeah, look, live tell live live we're live folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say the Kings if they don't make the playoffs, what are we talking about and. Last time I checked, the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last year. So, like, there's a pecking order, and the Kings are close to the bottom of said pecking order. Yeah. Uh, last question for me, Marshall. I mean, sticking with the NBA, of course, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, uh, they're the top two names of uh, them being uh, discussed of possible trades. Uh, do you see one of both of them going by uh, next season, uh, beginning of next season, or do we think it's going to linger on until around the trade deadline of next season? I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It's just interesting because I think the Nets have a good enough team to be a title contender right now if Kyrie's playing games and Kevin Durant's Kevin Duranting. Um, but they want out, so I your guess is as good as mine on that. I would love to see them just stay in Brooklyn and do their mm-hmm. thing. 
Um, I'm interested to see what you give up after we saw what Rudy Gobert costs. Uh, Kevin Durant, four years of Kevin Durant. That's, that's a hefty yeah. price you're going to have to pay. And I don't think many teams have the assets. It's going to have to be like a multi-team deal, in my opinion, to get something done. Probably three or four teams, maybe. Uh, last question for me, Marshall. Uh, the Blackhawks, uh, they trade to bring it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Kirby Doc, they made a couple other moves uh, yesterday, uh, last night during the draft. Uh, what, what, what can you say about the Hawks at this point, Marshall? Um. When I was a young child and I was losing badly in a video game to someone else, sometimes I just, you know, stretched a little bit. And when I stretched, my leg went out and it may have hit the reset button. And that's what's going on right now with the Chicago Blackhawks. It's the reset button. Uh, I just want to see what happens with uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, where they end up. Uh, Because they're definitely not sticking around for this. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. We'll see what happens with the men in red. Marshall, thank you so much for joining us today right here on Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. Great job. Early congratulations from us to you on your one-year anniversary in Chicago. And congratulations again. I uh, saw that uh, the, the uh, in your sports department, they expanded to Sports Extra on Saturdays and Sunday nights. You're a part of that as well. Uh, give us a, uh, about 45 seconds or so. Uh, how did that come about? You get expanded sports coverage on the weekend newscast well we 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 obviously always want to do more i mean we were doing um less and they were like we're gonna make it bigger and so now instead of just the standard sports in our hour-long newscast on saturdays and sundays at 10 p.m we we give you a little bit more we usually give you a feature um uh of a local story in chicago we have great conversations with people uh in the know this weekend and in fact we're gonna have um phil thompson on um, Blackhawks beat writer to talk about what you guys were just talking about, which is the state of the team and the draft and what the future holds. Uh, so every every week we have somebody different on to talk about what's going on, what's topical. And uh, it's, it's been fun. And we're hoping the show even gets bigger when we head to football season. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, All right. Yay. Yep. All right, that's Marshall Harris, CBS2 Chicago sports director, anchor, reporter, host. He does it all on WBBM-TV in Chicago. You can watch him every day on his uh, CBS2 News at 4, 5, 6, and 10, and everywhere else in between. Thank you, Marshall, <laughs> for joining us again on Second City Sports, and let's do this again down the line, okay, perhaps during football season. All right, Sid, looking, thanks for having me, guys. Thank all right, you. Appreciate you. Stay you. safe. All right, once again, that was Marshall Harris, our guy from CBS2 Chicago. He's coming up on a one-year anniversary at Channel 2. Uh, of course, uh, we we got to bring back on our, our guy, Matt Zahn. We had him on, yeah. uh, I think, a year ago. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this last night, Lakina, as uh, watching that Cubs-Dodgers game. We brought him on, I think it was the day after the Cubs did that no-hitter, yes. yes, uh, that yes. combined no-hitter. And, of course, the Cubs, uh, not blaming Matt Zahn, of course, but the Cubs went downhill <laughs> afterwards and so – and I know he covers the Bears for CBS2 Chicago. We'll get him on at some point. Of course, we had a other buddy, Jackie Kostek, on for, um, uh, back in March during March Madness. I know she, she covers both news and politics. She's been doing a great job this week doing that doing the whole Highland uh, Park tragedy from July yeah. 4th. And so uh, they do a great job over there, CBS2 Sports. And so uh, go check them out. And make sure you follow Marshall Harris on all social media platforms on, on Twitter and Instagram. He's a great follow.
Yeah, M Harris on air is his Twitter, yes. and I believe his Instagram as well. Yes, mistaken, it is. So. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, so make sure you guys check him out there. He has some great content as well. I know he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff too on his Instagram page. Yes, he does. So yeah. yes, he so does. Hopefully, yeah, so uh, hopefully, yeah, they'll they'll do be doing more for especially as football season approaches, mm-hmm. both college and pro, especially with the Bears. So yeah, they did, they all do a great job over there too. So uh, follow our friends on various social media accounts. Uh, um uh, yeah we still got about five minutes left <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's let's try let's try to kind of stretch this out a little bit um you know during the uh the NH- nhl draft uh something happened uh off the ice and this poor guy uh maverick lamoru if you guys don't know he got drafted by the coyotes but uh his parents uh got all the headlines they made out on national television in front of everybody of people, <laughs> all over uh US and Canada. So I if you're oh my god, Maverick, I am so sorry for you, honey. I I'm so sorry. I'm sure he's he's not gonna he is not gonna live this down. He is not he's actually a really good player. <laughs> he's actually a really good player too from Canada. So from uh you know from uh, uh ontario so uh yeah I, I i feel bad for him sorry sorry maverick i'm sorry <laughs> i yeah, apologize speak, yeah speaking of truth though there and i feel i'll feel sorry for him once he go into training camp his new team is gonna give him all the you know what <laughs> oh, yeah. he better have some thick skin real quick <laughs> i'm yeah. sure most of them his new team is gonna mean well but he's gotta have some thick skin some probably more thick skin than he ever imagined <laughs> That poor, that poor guy. Oh God, yeah. I feel sorry for the kid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, forget yeah. about showing your other people your ba- your parents showing showing other people your baby pictures. But this this tops it all. <laughs> yeah, they're making out in front in front of the whole world. At least smushy, at least smush. of, Yeah, especially from North America too. Like a oh, good grief, but yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, sorry, my and congratulations to uh, being attracted by the coyotes. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the important thing. But, uh, yeah, also to uh, Wimbledon, you know, the finals will be coming this weekend, of course, breakfast at Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic will be going for his – I believe this is going to be his – this will be his sixth um, uh, Wimbledon title, his first this year. Uh, he'll yeah. be uh, going up against Nick Kyrgios, who is a very uh, fascinating uh, player from uh, Australia. I'm sure if you guys heard the name, you know the headlines of the stuff he does both on and off the court. Uh, unfortunately, not Rafael Nadal – his bid for the, uh, the Grand Slam, Calendar Slam, you know, took a, you know, took a toll. Uh, he hurt his groin, uh, his, uh, his ab, uh, his abdomen, I should say, during mm-hmm. that match with a uh, great classic match with Taylor uh, Fitz from the United States. And unfortunately, he couldn't play today, so he, you know, Kyrgyz got a, a walk over to the final. He'll be playing facing Djokovic, so should be an entertaining match, though, nonetheless. Probably Djokovic will win again. <laughs> it's always him and Rafael Nadal uh, are going for the men's title. Lakina asked the question a thousand times. This is a thousand and one. When are we going to see the next uh, male um, American t- great tennis player? Well, I think Fitz is kind of like – he's kind of shown a lot of promise. He beat a – he uh, he mm-hmm. won a big tournament earlier this year, I believe, out, uh, out down in Miami, which is a, one of the big tournaments outside the Grand Slam. So he made it to all the way to the quarters. So maybe he could be kind of like that guy. He's only 23. He's already got a couple of tournaments under his belt. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of pressure on him as we get to the U.S. Open in about a, a little over a month. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Now, on the ladies' side, he got a couple, again, teams like this because the theme here for these last couple of Grand Slams. Mm-hmm. He got a couple of uh, first-timers, Elena Rabakina, I should say, from Kazakhstan. She's originally from Russia, of course, moved to Kazakhstan. Now she played Kazakhstan, played for the last last few years also to uh Alicia Yabor, who just played the best tennis of her life after having her second child he she he, she would be the first uh player from Africa male or female she's from Tanzania to win a to win a grand slam 
uh, title should she win tomorrow. Uh, also, too, though, the first from an Arabian country, of course, Tanzania is an Arabian country in Africa. Mm-hmm. So someone's going to win their first t- first you know, Grand Slam final. So uh, make sure you check that out, guys. I know you guys are probably just we're just learning about these these ladies, you know, through the mm-hmm. tournament. But check both both matches out on Saturday, tomorrow and Sunday, I should say. Yeah, but I believe the ladies final is tomorrow, Saturday. Yes. I know the men's yes. final is on Sunday. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we'll definitely be checking some of that out. Like I say, it's, yeah. it's, it's good to get new blood in there sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Especially, yeah, so uh, no no shade there, absolutely. And of course, the, the, oh, it should be a great match regardless. So <laughs> should be fun. And uh, it looks like uh, also, too, uh, Roger Adele has admitted that, that Sunday Ticket will be on a streaming service this year. You know, I think we all figured that out already. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Amazon, Disney Plus, uh and uh, Apple, Apple, Apple is uh, also a uh, both ball three of them are vying for uh, Sunday tickets. So we'll probably have um, something. They'll, they'll hopefully, probably right before the end of the year, I guess. So yeah. So he actually did admit it. So yeah, <laughs> and also Apple too. We were talking about this even with our doing our interview with Marshall Harris from CBS Two Chicago um, about the uh, the colleges. I know I don't think we talked about this yet, Lakina, but we'll mention it quickly, even though we run up against it. Apple TV was trying trying to get into the game of college football as well, yes. trying to join in with those Big Ten media rights. Yes, yes, I think they were trying to do that too. Of course, the Big Ten looking for a new TV home, and yeah, you're right. I mean, they're they're trying to get into like you know sort of you know peeing in there it's like mm-hmm. the big 10 rights and such but i i think um you know the big 10 has said uh no we're not ready for that they they may put like maybe a few games there to kind of test it out but i think they know that they if they want to kind of keep you know, the the money flow you know kevin warren is the, the commissioner of the big 10 i think he wants to try, try to get as many eyeballs as possible because as marshall said more mm-hmm. eyeballs more more eyeballs more money so they know that keeping it on television on cable will probably be the best way to go to get that revenue. Yep, that's the name of the game. Is the big old M O N E Y. Uh, last question from me to you, Lakina, um, before, before we close out. Uh, Kyrie Irving, um, listening to some people from LA Sports Radio over the last 48 hours or so, some people say it may be a foregone conclusion that he's going to join the Lakers, whether it be in a few weeks or in a couple of months or uh, perhaps early uh, in the start of next season. Do you think Kyrie Irving would be a good fit for the Lakers? Uh, I guess if LeBron says so, right? I mean, I think that's sort of yeah. Thing. Like LeBron, <laughs> but you know LeBron what happened this time last it, year? He wanted Russell. We saw, we saw it broke yeah, in his face. Yeah. So yeah, and then look how that turned out. So uh, yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it probably won't take as much to get you know Kyrie as it would you mm-hmm. know Rudy Gobert. We saw. Look, we didn't get just talk about that against City. We saw how much. They had to have how much um, the Timberwolves had to get up, get up, give up, and I thought I think that was a lot too to get uh, Gobert. But Gobert, uh, yeah, they yeah, probably, yeah, they probably won't have to give up too much. I'll talk about the Lakers to get Kyrie. So I don't know. I mean, do you do a swap? Do you put Russell Westbrook? You put him and a KD back together? Maybe they'll get KD to say I don't know. But look, the next- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> doubt I mean, it. <laughs> look, I mean, the, the ball's completely out, you know, so to speak. You know, not literally, mm-hmm. but. You know, the, the ball's on the next court with this because they, they know that they can, you know, pick and choose and because they know that some teams can't afford it. I'm sure, you know, DeAndre Aiden has been a name to float around perhaps as a trade mm-hmm. uh, uh, piece and such. And also a few other guys as well. So, and I know that if you're trying to, you know, put him, you know, KD or even Kyrie with Miami, they can't do the trade because of the salary thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, it, with the Kevin Durant situation, it may be a third team involved. We we floated this idea a couple of weeks ago, Lakini. May have to take a third team. Who would that third team be? Uh, we don't know, but if if that happens, it's definitely going to shake up the league. As far as Kyrie is concerned, uh, we we named about four or five teams. It looks like those uh, those teams are not as interested as the Lakers are reportedly, and reportedly too, the Nets are uh, they're not getting the office as they thought they were going to get. But like like we said, we have, still have a long way to go. Yeah, we still have a couple of months before training camp. So, mm-hmm. and also the Bulls will play their first summer league in about an hour from now on ESPN to uh, ESPU, I should say, against the Mavericks. So you get the chance to see Dalen Terry. Get your first look to see it. First look at him. Yeah, and we'll give you our scouting report up, uh, about him on Monday's show. <laughs> yeah, Chet. Yeah, Chet Holgren. Uh, 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 you got go to a wait. Go to a wait room, my friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. And now, you know, listen to all these experts. Oh, he looked great and all that. Yeah, that's cool. But most of those people won't be on the training camp roster come exactly. the fall. And all of them are not going to be playing overseas either. So, you know, yeah. no disrespect to the young man, but Kamachis is going to be very competitive come the fall. And, and Paolo Contrero, too. I know he's a, he needs to hit the weight room, too. He looked, yeah. He looked, okay, yeah. He looked good in that, in that game, you know, last night for the Magic. But... I'm like, yeah, go to the weight room too. Well, look, he has a little bit of muscle. I think you, know, you add a little bit more muscle to you. Cause, yeah. Like you said, because like we've been like, people need to remember that a lot of those guys will not be on the main roster by the time we try exactly. to camp in October. So, in, in September, late September, I should say. So, uh, easy, folks. Take it easy on the, yep. on, the, on the pace of both these guys. But with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you catch Second City Sports Podcast by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are all available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. And definitely don't you forget, we are now on Roku TV. Uh, if you have Roku TV, there we go. Sports on Chicago now on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, just uh, click on the sports section, download that sports zone, type in sports on Chicago, and the app should appear right there. You can watch us live and or on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days and 52 weeks out of the year. So Sports on Chicago is now on exclusively now on Roku TV. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'd like to thank Marshall Harris from CBS2 Chicago Sports for joining us uh, again today. Great job. And make sure you follow the young man on M. Harris on air on Twitter and Instagram. All right, folks. Enjoy the gorgeous weather. I know it's going to be raining a lot here in Chicago, especially for the the next couple of days throughout the weekend. But even still, you know, enjoy the sports out. You know, enjoy mm-hmm. the sports. You got a lot of great. You know, great sports. You know, to watch for. We're going, we're kind of into like going to that dead time of year. I know the the WNBA All Star Game is you know coming up this weekend and here in Chicago. I think they're complaining over at Wintrust. So yes. if you guys have a chance, check that out on ES. I think it's gonna be on ABC, I believe. So uh, make mm-hmm. sure to check that out uh, as well for all you WNBA WNBA fans. I'm I know Coach Wade. I think is an All Star coach for the. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, he so is. congratulations yeah, I to him. For yeah. The East. yeah, so. Yes. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're playing very well too. I think they only had like like four losses, like like twenty one and four or something like that. So, 
I, I don't know. I, I, we should be we should be following WBA, but I, I I don't like it like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad. Oh, well, someone's gonna be mad at you, Lakina. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Our, our girl Shannon Ryan, who does it, does it for uh, who covers it for the uh, for the athletics, gonna be coming for us. But uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I, look, I know what's going on. I follow what's going on. I just don't watch yeah, yeah. it. But it, it's fine. But uh, yes. But also, you got baseball and such too. Also, of course, you got yeah. Golf. I'll be at the Sox games uh, this weekend, so I'm sure I'll have a lot to share with you oh, guys. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Give us, yeah, give us your take. I'm sure they're gonna do something silly, Ooh. or Brady's gonna overrun something. And oh, real quick, I think it was Tuesday's game, or I think it was Tuesday's game, or Monday's game. Uh, no, it was no, it was Wednesday. No, it was uh, um, it was Wednesday's game. Your guy Eloy made a catch against the net, didn't embarrass yeah. himself. Yeah, no, he didn't hurt himself. So, yay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought Lakina, so I, so I got to bring that up on the show today. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, he didn't actually hurt himself. So, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. You know, it's usually, like I said, it's usually a piece of fan with him in that net, I swear. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah you, got, you got the Scottish Open going on right now, of course. You got the Open Championship, I believe, is next week, or at least maybe the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, you got, of course, baseball as well. Of course, you got breakfast at Wimbledon this weekend so a lot of great sports out there like i said we're going to that in the wmba all-star game as well mm-hmm. we're into a dead time of year so we'll definitely keep you updated on what's going on in the world of sports and whatnot both locally nationally and even internationally so you know and enjoy you know be safe out there of course our thoughts and prayers go out to folks over at the highland park uh tragedy that happened earlier yeah. this week but yeah so we're thinking about all you guys and whatnot too you know we're you know solidarity for your fellow illinoisans here in chicago mm-hmm. With that said, you know, if you're not going to get vaccinated, wear your mask, wash your hands, and be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. We're back, folks. Go Sox. Hopefully. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs>